This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code KINDAFUNNY at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Greg? Yeah. The handlebar mustache just creeped me out a little bit. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I was still on the game. It isn't a handlebar mustache for an audio listener, because that would have it come off and go up into the curls, right? And then no, that's, that's the handlebar, handlebar no, mustache. No, no, no. This that, is a handlebar. What's yeah. the one with what's the Sean Pitt's creepy ass? I'm a, gonna fucking I'm like that's fucking like Sweeney Todd. Like, Sweeney Todd, yeah. There you go. Uh, it's a very Victorian. Evil. It's a twirly mustache. But that has a twirly, twirly mustache. That's what it is. It's a twirly mustache. So this is a handlebar mustache. Alright. Interesting. Handlebars are too low, I think. No, it's like a like a Harley handlebar. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he's yeah, going for the Hulk Hogan. It's a Hogan. Yeah, yeah. It's a Hogan. Yeah. All right. I think you should keep it going. No, it's no, just done. I don't. I think you should keep going, so. and then and then just spring it on us that you just dye it like blonde. Yeah, sure. One day just blonde. Sure, sure. Because sure. nude beards are just even creepier. Yeah, I want you to know that. Okay, yeah. I can do that for you. Sure, but I'm I'm cutting it off after the shows today. Okay, so we have roughly three hours for this whole thing to come to fruition. Pretty much, yeah. So you got to get cracking on that. Get Kevin out there to get some bleach. Kevin, can you get some peroxide? Will work too. Really? It might burn yeah. his face, but yeah, yeah hydrogen peroxide will work. You dye your hair with peroxide. I don't suggest it. Over there, the pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Good to be here with you, Greg. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Your beard looks good. Thank you. All right. Good talk. Good talk. I'll see you later. Over there, the Pier 1, Tim Geddes. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. All right, good. Yeah. And then right here, in the fifth chair. <laughs> the master of disaster. A man you know well, even though you probably don't know him. The genius. From the kind of funny press conference, James the twenty-one-year-old. Thank you, Greg. Super genius is what we called app, him. He made the forums. Mm-hmm. He makes kind of funny run when Kevin's not making the other side of it run, or toppling it completely because he, he hasn't toppled it everything. yet. It's his birthday. Be nice to him. Happy birthday, Kevin. Happy birthday, Kevin. Thank you, James. Give us an introduction. Who are you? Yeah, name is James Schuler. Um, I'm quick background about myself. I'm a TL twenty under twenty fellow, OIC grad, and I'm actually in uh, TechStars right now. So, um, wait, tech stars is that like dancing with the stars, but for basically for okay, tech, no, cool. no it's shit, a, uh, that'd be amazing. It's yeah. a bunch of tech guys trying to dance. It's a, <laughs> that'd be awesome. We should do that show. Well, okay, that's kind of the equivalent of uh, the basketball leagues that they do for tech people. Uh huh. It's pretty ugly. Yeah, I can't imagine. Not I can't play dunks. basketball for shit. No, so. no, no. What is tech stars? I want to know. Um, it's one of the uh, most competitive um, tech incubators. So Y Combinator, uh, which is in Mountain View, is the most competitive. You have companies that came out of there like Reddit, Dropbox, Airbnb. Um, then you have Parse, Heroku, and a few other ones. But um, Techstars is the second one to them. The only time I've ever heard incubators has been in like Marvel Comics when they're referring to Reed Richards. What about chickens? When you got little and chicks, it's a, it's, chicks. Or that too. That too. But I'm going to put him with the Reed That's Richards. That's fine. No, I understand that. No, yeah. he's a smart guy. He's yeah. not a chicken mm-hmm. hatcher over here. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you so don't know. This that. is exciting. So you don't know it's that. New, it's a new startup. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, 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 sure. So you're, you're fascinating in general because you're very smart, clearly. You're so smart, you don't have to go to school. You're making millions of dollars out on your own as a 21 year old. Why waste your time building our app and forum? It seems like. <laughs> It seems like, yeah, you are Reed Richards, and you're wasting your time and your talents right here. You need to go out there and get the cosmic dust to become stretchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, I've been a big fan of you guys since you guys were doing Beyond. 
Never heard can't. of it. <laughs> You're not even going to say Beyond? No. You really forgot about the when whole thing. When you say Beyond, you don't no, say it no, when no. it's for the title. When it's in context, you don't say okay. it. It's when you do it, you're like, well, Beyond this, then it is. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, which makes it even more annoying. Because it would be <laughs> Just because you've would... never been on a popular show, don't hold it against me. Wow. I was on Knockin' Boots once. Oh! <laughs> oh. So, yeah, so uh, I've been... A... God damn it. <laughs> Nick had a near-death experience today, so he's a bit Holy wacky. Holy shit, I what did. What the man speak? I did. I'll get to that in a second. Sorry, continue, Jim. No, it's fine. Before we um, immediately start talking over you. So, yeah, so um, I've been a huge fan, and um, I basically reached out to Colin and just said that uh, I wanted to get involved any way I could. So I offered my skills, and in a few weeks, we had everything running. And Yeah. Uh, it's been so from my perspective, we get that I'm like, well, and then we're having this conversation, we're like, should we trust this guy? Should we trust this guy? I'm like, what choice do we have? <laughs> we have to have forums. The the fans demand it. The best friends out there want to talk, and Facebook just doesn't cut it. No, you've been awesome to work with, man, and it's been it's been amazing. Kind of, um, it's very rare when you find someone who is uh, as motivated as you are to to like make something cool, and that's why it's it's been really fun over the last few months. And you you brought everything together in a surprisingly fast. And seamless and painless way, which it very seldom is in our world. Yeah, usually it's the opposite. Totally, everything takes a long time, and Kevin has to lose an arm, and it ends up like just a disaster, and not how you want it. What's cool with working with you is it's always been like, you'll be like, "What do you want?" and I'll tell you what I want, and then you're just like, "Okay, how about that?" Plus all of this right. shit, and I'm like, "Damn, that's way better than what I said," and that's rare because we're fucking egotistical bastards, yeah, and we Tim always thinks, want things our way. Tim thinks so, everything he does is the best thing. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's like, it is. so so no, it's Don't not because him. then you <laughs> then you come and you fucking make it so much better. I'm like, "Damn, this is awesome," and it's it's been fun. I like it. You're a good dude, and you're on the same wavelength with us in some ways. I don't want to disrespect you by saying, yeah, that. No, um, no, no, just, no offense, yeah, no <laughs> offense. <laughs> but just 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 say it. Like you know, it's He's you got like a good you got a good vision to the chimps for enjoyment. You're like, we're on your level <laughs> it's like they're playing with their shit again it's so Cute. funny when they do that so um i was actually in a similar situation the first company that i started in high school um it was <laughs> well i actually ended up leaving it even though it was doing extremely well right um i just didn't you know i didn't feel the desire to do it it was in healthcare, but um mm -hmm. you know right now Are you kaiser <laughs> no <laughs> i wish um jesus yeah uh but we built a system that's basically integrated into like all of the doctor notes around the united states oh, so cool. uh people can check their health insurance gotcha before this you had to call up and they'd wait till the end of the day after you had a visit and then they call all of the insurance companies and it would take forever and every time the insurance company picks up the phone they lose three dollars they lose three dollars because the calling centers are so expensive mm. oh wow okay so you, it's a great way to get paid on both ends but um i resigned from that company even when it was doing really really well because i wanted to do something else so i totally mm. respect your decisions to leave and i think it's you know you're just doing a startup you know, it's not mm. all that different from what i do and i'm you know i think it's very important that i treat it the same way that i would treat one of my startups well thank you faller holy shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> he told me today uh by the way i, I learned this uh w was going to go to northeastern decided not to go to college scorned northeastern and did his own thing instead. Yeah. And that will get him. You know what? North Northeastern has never been the same. No, that, no. They'll no. never recover. Never bounce back. No. Mm. We're not. No. Well, the funny thing is, is that if, if, if you went to Northeastern, there could have been an alternate history timeline where uh, you put them on the map for tech. Because right now, they're really not on the map. Like, yeah. like the, the biggest thing for tech that ever came out of Northeastern is Napster. So... Oh, yeah, that was the most important one. thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Napster came out that of there. Well. That one had a lot of longevity, too. But, like, we're, we're no more for... You know other things, yeah. so you know like engineering and all that kind of and stuff, hockey. Like, and hockey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and me, of mm -hmm. course. Uh, so there's an alternate history timeline where you could have went there and had a and, and had your own building by the time you were 25 there, 
Uh, but you you score in Northeastern. It would have looked exactly like the Avengers Tower, Stark yeah. Tower. That's what I was going for, would actually. Dope. Yeah. Um, yeah, in all honesty, I think if I went to Northeastern, I wouldn't have studied computer science. Because um, in high school, I already knew a lot about computer science. And um, going to college, they don't really know. You'll learn a lot about theories, but not apl- applying it. Mm-hmm. So I probably would have done something completely different, like finance. Cool. You don't seem to need help in any of these things, so. I think you made the right. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you plus, seem to be doing good. okay. Plus, Northeastern is a lot of money, so you're saving yourself a couple hundred thousand dollars from not being there. Yeah, you made a yeah. good call. You're like, I can either make money or spend money. <laughs> I feel like it's an interesting. That's an interesting uh, concept, though, because a lot of people don't think that right. Like you, your path to success is always outlined as you get good grades in, co- in high school, then you go to a good college, then you go to a good college, do four years, get a great GPA, intern, and then go work for a company, and that's what you do. And that doesn't have to be that. It's never actually had to be that way, truth be told. But I think the popular perception is that still, and it's pretty fascinating that there really is no um, substitute for practical knowledge and experience. Yeah. There just really isn't. There never will be. Absolutely. And I think that's what excited me about Northeastern was the co-op program. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the way Peter Thiel puts it, which is why he started the fellowship that I'm in, is um, there's a time – Companies are like waves if you think about it that mm-hmm. way. There's only a, there's a time and a place to catch it, and once it passes, it's gone. Mm-hmm. You can catch it too early or too late. So he's his whole theory is not bashing college necessarily. It's right. more that you're losing time. If you mm-hmm. have an idea for a startup, do it now. Why wait till you're done with college? Because it's too late. Because by then, point. yeah, it'll be obsolete, you know, most when, likely. When he did PayPal, it was he had to do it when he was in college. So. What was I doing in college? Taco Bell. No, Del Taco. Actually, that was when I was on. Just eating and inventing it. That was basically it. I was eating. I was consuming Taco. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd love that. I would totally wear that as a badge of honor. No, but that's that's very true. Um, and it's sort of, I mean, we can sympathize, right? Like, we wanted to do this. We're, we felt like this was, you know, in January was a good time for us to sort of leave and take advantage of some of the things out there and, and form our company. That's not exactly the most groundbreakingly unique idea anyone's ever come up with. But it's one of those things where like now is the right time. Cause I think a lot of people are empowered to like, um, stick with us and, and watch us just kind of, they're getting on the wave. thing. Yeah. yeah. Right now yeah. our wave is just a raindrop still falling to the ocean to become a wave. You're smart. Is that how waves are formed? No, that's not. <laughs> so the ripples that, up. That, that's if I was uh, informed correctly. That is yeah, how thank waves you. Thank are you created. Yeah. I think it has something As to do physicist. with seagulls. Yes. <laughs> I'm not a scientist, but <laughs> Pretty sure that's correct. I, so, I, I was just gonna say I like being around people that you know. You're obviously a very smart person. And you seem to give you have a good left brain on. And I always and I always am always envious of people with left like that are left brained, like very left brained, because I feel like I'm significantly right brained, which is probably what we all are in our own way, like in this company. Which one's the creative one? Right brain. Yeah, I'm right. And it's not to say left brain isn't creative. It's just left brain is mathematical. Left brain is engineering. Left brain is STEM. Left brain is all mm-hmm. these kinds of things. And and when you confuse that with right brain, which is clearly what you've done, because there there's a level of creativity in making an app or making forms or having mm-hmm. vision. In other words, you're not you're, you're Wozniak and Jobs, like those two mentalities kind of put together. Like Jobs was really more of the right brain and Wozniak was the left brain. Mm-hmm. And they, they work together well. I'm always really envious and jealous of people that have a left brain that works because uh, I love physics. I love chemistry. I love engineering and all those kinds of things. I like reading about it, but I never understand the math behind it. I never understand the proofs behind it. And I always get real, you know, uh, I always have a lot of appreciation for people like you um, because Thank these you. are the most important people out there like i love mm-hmm. creative types and stuff like that and it's important to be a poet it's important to be a musician all those kinds of things the things that we love but the people that are making the shit that you use i think are, are still very underappreciated in this, in this society and that's why i always tell people like yeah major in history like i did if you want but you really should try to major in biochemistry or 
you know, electrical engineering or mathematics, mm-hmm. or, you know, and, and, and then you turn into this and that's good. Otherwise, you turn into that. Right here. <laughs> In other words, much, much appreciation, much props. Thank you, Colin. I'm obviously very excited to be here. Good. We're excited to have you here, man. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bringing a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, you can head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Throw us a few bucks in support and get each and every episode a couple days early. A full week for the whole thing. If you don't want to give us any money, no big deal. Go to youtube.com slash kindoffunny where each topic is broken out day by day. And then the entire thing posts on MP3 services and that same YouTube channel each and every Friday. James, you're the guest. You get to go first. Okay. So um, with the recent success of things like Tesla and all the Mm -hmm. new battery-powered um, companies that are coming out. I wanted to see what you guys thought of a society where we no longer need gas and what is going to happen to the com- the countries that are solely reliant on oil. That's a, this is a great question. It's a great question. We I just watched a great documentary on uh, Netflix called Pump. Have you seen this? No. It's about – it talks about – well, it goes – it, back in the history of, uh, of of gas and why we got on the gas standard as the United States and obviously had to do a lot with prohibition. And, uh, originally, which I did not know because I did not really pay attention at, ever in school, um, was that, you know, it one little misstep or, or stepped in a different direction. If someone had stood up to uh, Rockefeller in Congress and we would probably be powering our uh, automobiles with alcohol right now, if not some other form of, of, of uh, biodiesel fuel. Um it's fascinating. It's going to happen for one thing because crude oil is a finite yep. uh, uh, resource. We don't have. We can't make more of it. Like we can't. We can just go out there and grow corn and make that. I think we need to get on that. I think we need to get on that as fast as humanly possible. And it's even to the point where Tim has a hybrid car, right? Don't you have a Prius? Well, yeah, hybrid. It's a hybrid, mm-hmm. right? But um, I have often thought because I have a Honda, and when you live in the San Francisco area, um, it does not behoove you to buy a new car because your bumper will immediately look like. Um, a, what will it look like? It'll look like a fucking Wolverine attack. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it looked like a, ja- a Jackson Pollock. I was trying painting, to get you but... Oh, because of the, uh, the hills? What no, it's because no one knows how to park in this city. Uh, and the okay. way you park in San Francisco is by hitting the person's bumper in front of you and then kind of coming back. Then hitting it. the guy behind you. And then behind you and, you and, you and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, you, go, you go boom, boom, boom. I'm equal distance. I'm good. You get yes. out of your car. And then you forget to curb your tire and you get a ticket. So, so what do you think is going to happen to the countries that rely on that, though? Because, you know, certain countries... That's their own, their only way of their only export. You're talking about the Middle East. Yeah, I was going to say. So you mean like Venezuela? You mean Saudi Arabia? You mean Kuwait? You mean yeah? I mean even the UAE. Like now they have tourism and stuff, but all of their money is in gas. Right. It's interesting. I I I mean, I'm of the mind that you know I I love these weird documentaries too. Who killed the electric car? Still great. That's a great one. That's an absolutely great one. And um, and that's all about how like we could have been off of gas. 20 years ago with cars anyway if, but like yeah. all this shit conspiratorial kind of shit happened you can be off gas like that's the other thing too in this documentary you can be off gas we can be off gas now there's a I think they were talking about how they, they brought up um, shit I think it's, it's Brazil as they are 100% self-sufficient and the reason they are is because they, they offer cars that are switch cars they're, I think they're called or flex cars where basically you can choose gas or ethanol and there's a little switch that like you hit it's just a computer that changes what tank it's taking the it takes changes a little bit of how the engine works uh, and how it processes the fuel, but that's pretty much it. Um, and they're 100 percent self sufficient right now. Yeah, ethanol is not the answer either, though. No. Ethanol is a is like a huge conspiracy in itself because we have such a glut of corn in the United States that we don't know what the fuck to do with it. Yeah. And it takes just as much gas to make ethanol as it does to just use the gas outright. But 
I'm, you know, I remember my dad's like really into this stuff too. And I remember my dad talking about the fuel cell and all this stuff when I was a kid. And, and uh, it just has never happened because there's such entrenched interests in keeping the oil companies afloat. And we see that, we see that constantly. And, and obviously the merger of ExxonMobil and all of these kinds of things. And then what happened in the Gulf with BP and they kind of just got away with it. Like they, these companies just are huge. They're megalithic. Um, I think the technology is obviously out there and has been out there for a long time. But I also think that there's a lot of doomsday shit about oil. Um, yeah. I do believe that, you know, our use of oil is destructive to the environment. I think that's obvious. Um, yes. But yeah. I also think I that there's a lot more oil than we than a lot of people are admitting. Still, I think that we have not hit peak oil. And well, there's a lot of there's a lot of oil in the United States we haven't been able yeah, to drill. Oh, and, and there's natural wow. gas and all that kind of stuff too. But and like the the Saskatchewan, like like up up in like Western Canada, they have a fucking asinine amount of oil. So like, yeah. it's not. That's why they wanted to cut the pipeline to the Gulf of Mexico through the United States, and for some reason we don't want them to do that because we don't like money. So, um, <laughs> and they'll just send it to China instead. It's not like that was the whole thing that bothered me too. Is like everyone gives them a hard time about digging that oil because it's very dirty oil, um, and they have to do a lot to get it out of the, the ground. It's very destructive. But like they're basically like we're taking it out of the ground, so we'll either give it to you or we'll give it to China. Um, and we have we're to have principles, Colin. No, we don't. No dirty oil. <laughs> Whatever. It's not going to stop them. I know. So. So what's going to happen to those countries? It's it's a super interesting question that I think a lot of people, including me, have never really thought about because Saudi Arabia, for instance, is built on oil money. Yep. And and that's basically it. Mm-hmm. So and they're they're like they have they still have a shit ton of oil. I think that the, it's going to be somewhere in the middle. I think this, they're, we're going to wean off of the oil and I think it's going to happen over a couple hundred years. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't so, think, I'm I, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I think I should preface this question. Let's say over the span of a month, some mm. sort of breakthrough technology comes out. Obviously, we need to train, change the tech and everything, but where we just don't need them. And what I think is it's going to lead to more extremist groups to be able oh, to pop sure. up because they have nothing else. The one lifeline in the world point. is just cut. Yes, that's a great. That's a very would, interesting point. It would, it, unless, and a lot of people have said this, unless it is a slow progression, like Colin's talking about over the span of decades. Yeah, because then we'll try it would to do destroy the. Else. It would basically destroy the world, the economy. That's what. That's what I think. So I think. I think you, that could lead to World War Three. It would be a very bad thing, and you have to understand, like, a hundred percent of our infrastructure. Well, not a hundred percent, but a large portion of our infrastructure right now in the United States is run off of gas. Even we're talking about. Don't even think about the the cars. It's not about us and getting from point A to point B and how I get to work. It's about how how does the food get to Safeway, right? How do the how does the food get to the stores? How does how does gas get to the gas stations, right? You need gas for all of that. All of our infrastructure is there, so you can't in the span of a month we wouldn't be able obviously, oh, obviously. take oh, ourselves yeah, yeah, off yeah, of no. it. But the other issue is what happens if the United States becomes self sufficient? We no longer need foreign oil, and not even that we get off gas is that we just don't need foreign oil anymore. Yeah. What happens to the rest of the world where no. there's a massive surplus that comes in? Yeah. And then how does that work? You know, they'll find other markets. I think. I think. I mean, it would it would cause oil to drop in price significantly. But you have Russia manufacturing oil. China's a huge buyer of oil. Obviously, yeah, Russia's giving its, a lot of its oil to Eastern Europe and and Western Europe. I mean, that's when when Europe when Russia invaded uh, Ukraine. The reason Western Europe didn't want to get involved is because they were afraid they were going to be cut off. Yeah. So, like, oil, like, and they would have been cut off. So, like, they, like, couldn't, like, Russia invaded. We saw Russia invade a country and then take a piece of it before our very eyes. <clears throat> In 2013, shit. that happened. You know what I mean? And, like, everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, no one does this anymore. And, yeah. everyone, <laughs> but, like, and they, just, they just went into yeah. Crimea and took it. Yeah. yeah, and we're like, this is ours now. Yeah, and every everyone was handcuffed because all the NATO countries and and Europe are like, we get our oil from Russia. We can't. We are Fuck fucked. Them, yeah. You yeah. know, like, and Russia knew that. They're not stupid. So it's the the self like self sufficiency with the United States. You know, it reminds me of World War Two. 
the reason World War II began in, in in the reason there was strife in the Pacific was because o- there was an oil embargo against Japan. The United States cut o- Japan off from oil, from American oil, and it caused and it caused this whole crisis in Eastern Asia about where they were going to get their oil from, and so they attacked us. Um, and obviously, it's a little more geopolitically co- uh, concentrated and complicated than that. But oil is we've been fighting over oil for a, a, almost a hundred years, um, and where you're going to get the oil from, and keeping your oil pipelines open because it's always been important to the economy. I think eventually we're going to have an economy where, at least in the United States, where we have. I first of all, I think we're going to transition to natural gas. I think that's I think that's the most obvious thing to do. We have a fucking asinine amount amount of natural gas in the Dakotas in the middle of the country. Um, and then we have to start researching things like, you know, I hate to say it, but like we need nuclear power in the United States. Yeah. We need hydroelectric power in the United States. In, in California, we have all these crises with water. We, ha- we have no desalinization plants. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's all these obvious things that you can do. Just put desalinization plants every 50 miles down the California coast and you're fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, like there's all of these different things that we have to do. It's just it's hard, and it's it's about conquering entrenched interests and about getting over lobby groups that have infinite amounts of money. So that's well, the thing, though. Can that ever happen? The lobby groups yeah. are the ones fucking everything up, and it seems like that's going to keep happening. Or is it finally that everybody understands that? Well, one one big thing talking about green tech for a second is that we have good green tech. Solar panels work. All these hydroelectricity works. The bigger problem actually comes down to how we store the power. We don't have a battery strong enough to be able to hold all the power that has run off. Yet. 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 But solar power is considered impractical, too, in terms of the amount of space it takes up, right? Like, yeah, yeah, but you basically... That's because no, no one invests in figuring out how to make solar technology actually Yeah, so they viable. make sculptures, solar panel sculptures that are more jagged and stuff like that, and it collects more sunlight mm-hmm. because it reflects off of everything. Yeah, you get right? a fraction. The problem is a flat panel is not the best way to get sunlight. Mm. The sun moves, so it's very right, right. Well, you have to, uh, impractical. You have to move them like like an array of satellites, right? You'd have yeah. to move them or whatever. Yeah, rotate them. Yeah, I, I wonder. I mean, I also wonder in terms of transitioning how much nimbyism is is affecting things too. And what I mean by that, not in my backyard. Nimbyism. Let me try to. Let it's me not try in my to, backyard. Let me try to define okay. that. The Secret of Nim was a movie that came <laughs> no, out no, when no. I was a kid. Nimbies, Spot on. Nimbies are people that are not in my backyard. It's the right. people that like don't want any change around them. And I bring that up because on Long Island, we have a thing called the Long Island Sound, which is uh, the water between Connecticut and Long Island. And it's a it's like a triangular piece of water. I was Do you call it port- the Long Island Sound? It's called the Long Island yeah, Sound, yeah. yeah. And why, why can't you just call it a river <laughs> or some sort of a street? The Long Island Stream. Is what we, no, it's got to be called the Long Island Sound. That way... For idiots on the West Coast, they'll never know what the fuck we're talking about. They'll think about. we're fucking. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I know what he's talking shit. about. Yeah, you know, you understand. But you're West from Chester. East. Coast. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You're you're from New York, so the um, the Islanders farm team is called the Long Island Sound Tigers. Um, but uh, a lot of tigers on this triangle of water. The more you I, know. I don't know. Um, Learn anything every day, every day with them. Uh, I was born in Port Jefferson, which is like a, a nice town on the North Shore on the Long Island Sound. Mm-hmm. And over there, they wanted to build. There was a talk about building an, a, a huge like set of uh, wind turbines in the sound. Mm-hmm. And their argument was like, yeah, it's not going to be very pretty, but like if we build all these, then we're going to have like a ton of power because we used yeah. to have nuclear power on, on Long Island. That was like disastrous. There's documentaries about that. And then we've moved over to like getting our gas or our electricity, not, not Chernobyl, <laughs> but could have been, um, <laughs> there's like a lot of fucked up shit on the East coast or on the East side of Long Island. You don't want to fuck with. Um, so 
the NIMBYs over there were like, no, that's ugly and we don't want that. So now we're stuck at, we're mired in, you know, still using the same old grid and the same old structure. Meanwhile, Long Island could have had a bunch of power just by putting these fucking, you know, these turbines mm-hmm. in the Long Island Sound, but they didn't want to because it's ugly. And my whole argument was like, that makes us look technologically advanced. That makes yeah. us look like we're taking a step. I understand the Long Island Sound is sacred to you and you paid all this money to live on the North Shore of Long Island and you right. want to see Connecticut from there. But the, the fact of the matter is, this is what needs to be done, and that's the point I'm making. Hard decisions need to be made to wean people off of oil, to wean people off of these things, and to say, listen, like, nuclear power, yeah, what happened in Japan is tragic. What happened in Chernobyl, obviously tragic, but it doesn't have to be like that, you yeah. know? Yeah. And here's why. Let's build them, and, and we'll show you. Obviously, the China yeah, syndrome's you, real, and things like that can happen, but it's not... Yeah, you deal with the waste of the nuclear plants, though. That's the problem. Is yeah. that, that's why natural gas is so much more enticing, because it burns so damn clean. There's, like, no way... There's yeah, no byproduct. Yeah, yeah, but in order to get to the natural gas, that's the whole destroy problem. destroy the, the yeah, I mean, the, the liquid <laughs> that's in fracking is, like, the yeah. same thing that's in, like, diapers. The same chemicals. So you're just pumping that stuff into the ground. That's terrible. So, like, I, I don't think that's really a solution either, either, you know. With Tesla's power wall, that seems very interesting to me mm-hmm. as the battery tech progresses that you can, you know, power this entire an entire house based off of just a $7,000 battery. Yeah, so. it's. I mean, that's, that's what's going to be the answer, Greg's original question, is that, like, it won't... The change is going to have to come, and it's going to have to come from the actual oil companies, most likely. And it's going to have to come mm. when they when they do that cost benefit analysis uh. one day and go, guys, it's actually smarter for us now to start. Get, I guarantee that Chevron and Shell, the corporations, are know exactly what's next after oil. I oh, guarantee yeah. they're already doing that research. They've got that R and D done. They know exactly what next technology they're going to push that works with their inf- current infrastructure. What's that? Techron. Techron. Right? It's better for you. Com. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. As soon as soon as that 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 cost benefit analysis flips to where it's just too much of a pain in the ass to get oil out of the ground, or it costs too much and no one's buying it anymore, and we have this big uprising, then they'll go, okay, everyone, guess what? We're we're moving over to whatever. I don't I don't think they're going to be the ones to do it. You don't think so? I don't think so either. It reminds me of the commercial. They're I too powerful. It. They won't ever let it happen. Otherwise, yeah, but they, they don't have the tech. I mean, this is just coming down to tech at this point. Is that they've been. They've been sitting pretty for a long time, mm. and uh, now there's small companies that are literally making more progression than they are with, you know, things like graphene batteries and different things mm-hmm. like that. It's not them; it's smaller, smaller companies. You don't think they'll gobble them up, and then eventually every gas station. Uh, my hope is that every gas station in the like 50 years from now is just an electronic charging station of some sort. Or you I hope have there's neither of those 50 years from now. <laughs> really? 50 yeah, years well... from now, your car should be able to run for 30 years without anything. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, no, there's no because there's no profit in that. That, that's valid. Well, that's, that's the problem. And that, and that brings us back to who killed the electric car because that was that whole thing is about how these companies bought up all of these companies that were doing this little research to just kill mm-hmm. them. And and I Happens you know I, I watch I watch Nova a lot, which is like one of my favorite shows. And and um, oil companies always like advertise on there and they're sh- sh- talking because Nova has like a very more left wing um, environmentally. Let me, let me just try to define Nova. Nikki Nova. You don't know, you what, don't know what Nova is? Is a, on is, PBS? A, is a is a diva right? You don't really don't know what Nova is. No, I know Nova. Oh, okay, God, I was gonna say Nova's been, been off for like forty years. I'm trying to interject some humor into this conversation. <laughs> There's it's nothing not funny about it. Stop. Now. There's nothing funny about it. This Kevin, is another one of those depressing conversations where we talk about all the things that need to be solved. It's not, solutions it's not they depressing though. It's exciting because like, you're talking about hard choices and uprisings, and we are and lazy World Americans. Three, I think was mentioned. We're lazy points. Americans. Like this is no, the problem. It'll have to be so easy. But, but, let me, but the, the, Tesla will have to beat you over the head with it and be like, this is so easy. Why are you not doing this? That's and, true. And the but government the point, will get involved. This is the conundrum with the oil companies. The point I'm trying to make is that on Nova, these oil companies often advertise, but they advertise all the alternate fuel things they're researching, and they'll show like a bunch of mathematical equations, and no one cares. Mm-hmm. The, 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 point, the point is that when we hit peak oil, and when we demonstrably hit peak oil, this also benefits the oil companies. 
because and they want they I feel like a lot of the oil companies want to hit peak oil because because then they'll just charge a shit yeah because then because then oil manufacturing will go down they can start closing down a bunch of their plants because there's not any more oil to get out or less and less oil to get out of the ground and they're charging more and more for it anyway Mm. so their their infrastructure shrinks and their profits go up so like there's a there's an end game for oil all the way through the last drop of oil being extracted from the ground but don't you think that and so they're they're in it for the long run, because I really don't think we're going to be out of oil for over a hundred years. So like, I thought they said it was only like, don't we only have like? Oh, I guess maybe it was no. Like they thought we were going to hit peak oil left. in the seventies. Yeah, this is the problem is that they. It's like we're not hitting it. Coming. Like we're not hitting peak oil. Well, yeah, we just keep finding more. I mean, even if you. Uh, so the way you have to view the oil companies is the same way car manufacturers actually. Mm. So what does it take for them to do a recall? Um, they have to. Yeah, no, <laughs> lots of not, not lots one of, death. Lots and lots of. They deaths. have to take the uh, settlement costs of all of the possible deaths from a family and compare it to the cost of the recall. Mm-hmm. And if it is a penny cheaper to just have people die and pay the fees, then they'll do that. And the oil companies like, are going to do movie? this. That was in Fight Club, wasn't it? It was in Fight Club. I love that. I love but, uh, that. I love that part where he's that, like, "This is how this that's works." True. No, that's how it works. True. No, I mean it's all economics. But I, on the same level, I have to think that the oil companies have con- that that contingency plan eventually, right? Where like they're like, "Okay, we're go- this is a company that's existed for a hundred and some odd years, yeah. right?" So we're going to want to continue to exist for another hundred years. How do we do that? There's got to be people that are like, "Okay, well, here are our projections." We're going to try to push this through contracts from being able to eventually get all of the oil out of the United States because we don't – again, we don't like to ruin our own backyard. We'd rather ruin South America or the Middle East. Um, eventually, they're going to run out though. So what is that plan next? Because Shell, Shell Station is not going to be – well, 100 years from now, if Shell's – because you have to also factor in the fact that we are – our population growth is 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 uh, multiplying exponentially every year, right? So like you have – Kevin, you are the man. Look at this guy. Get, on, his, on his birthday, gets me a cup of coffee. You're, you're, I cherish you. I cherish you. Um, and you, you brought up China. Well, China is, a, is the biggest group of consumers on the planet right now, right? And I, in, in this documentary that I watched, they talk about how you can't get cars because the pollution's so bad. You have to have a lottery system for um, license plates. So you can buy a car if you want, but you can't drive it unless you have a license plate. The license plates, they literally have – not a lottery system, excuse me, an auction system okay. where you have to go in and you have to bid on them. And that can cost you upwards of thousands of dollars just to get – the privilege of then being able to go buy a car. Wow. Um, but I imagine someone's trying to figure out how to get around that, and that person's probably the Ford Motor Company <laughs> or or some other you know. Yeah. See, I don't that's know, trying man. To like, when you're in the company, like you're just so ingrained in what you're doing that it's hard to kind of look outside and fix that stuff. You know, yeah, it's not I, a fix; it's a profit margin. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. But I also feel like to Tim's point, I mean, you're you're making a good point. Like I'm sure that Shell and ExxonMobil and all these guys are re- are spending billions of dollars researching alternate fuel, but I don't think it's. It's things that they can extract from the ground, or it's things that they can make. It's not them saying like, "Well, we can just invest in solar panels now." Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but my guess would be that at some point you're going to see exactly what, that that thing that happened with the electric car is still happening, right? Every time someone makes a battery that can carry a car for an entire year, I mean, that's never happened before. But or you know can carry a car for let's say a thousand uh, a thousand miles. There's someone that's going like this, buy that technology and put it on the shelf. Yeah, but but you can say Every that, time. I mean, obviously, I'm just using Tesla because they're the most sure. they're the most example visible. of this. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, the new Tesla goes 350 miles. That's like better than a tank of gas. So um, I think that people well, sh- realize that it's more profitable for them not to sell. Well, ride that but you also, have, you also have this, this, this crazy, crazy, crazy... Uh, uh, I mean, we're in the technological revolution right now, right? so you've got uh, oh God, this is gonna, Eli, uh, Elon, Elon Musk, Musk, who is 
throwing caution to the wind at every given second, going like, no, we're going to make this work. We're going to we're going to do yeah. every single thing we we have to to make this work. Not because of profitability, because I'm already a fucking billionaire. So who cares? Yeah. I'm going to do this because it's the right thing and it's cool and it's something that the world needs right now. But how many people are ballsy enough to do that? I'll be honest with you right now. If someone offered me a hundred dollars for Greg, I would sell him. Heartbeat. I keep Portillo. I'll give you $100 for Greg. I don't know. Am I the car? You would be the technology at this point, and I would just sell you in a heartbeat. You're an asset. Okay, that's fine. The bigger bigger question to me, and it's a more systemic issue, is this. You have different kinds of economies around the world, different kind of governmental structures. Then you also have businesses, right? Mm -hmm. So in the United States, we're a republic. We're we're a very free market, and we have companies like SpaceX, for instance, trying to solve the problems that NASA can't solve. Yep. So what what I'm wondering is with it, when we move off of oil and be, and come to you know substance X whatever it is or whatever solution we find for power zero. is it going to come from the heavy hand of an authoritarian government like say China mm-hmm. you know that basically can control its population mm-hmm. is it going to come from a, a government more like ours that has really no power or is it going to come from companies that then show the market that these things matter and will work and it's probably going to be the third solution. And for that to happen, it's going to take time. It's going to take lots of time, and it's probably also going to take a catastrophic thing like peak oil. Yeah. And until and until we reach and for by the way, people that don't know the definition of peak oil, peak oil is the idea that there is a day, whatever that is, that the most oil ever taken out of the ground will happen that day, and then will fall from there right. forever. Yep. It will never reach that height again. That's called peak oil, and that was a, that was a a very popular thing in the in kind of the late the mid to late nineteenth or twentieth century. Right. That's when, when gas like, prices really start to go up. Exactly, the because yeah. then we know that there's nothing left. There's nothing left. Yeah, that like everything. So like you take out a hundred barrels a day. I mean, this is just an example. Hundred barrels a day, and then it's never over hundred barrels ever again. Yeah. yeah. Then it's ninety eight. Yep. Then it's ninety six. Right. And before you know, it, you have four. You know, and that's what I'm saying. Like that benefits oil companies, and I think they want that to happen. But so I, I think the solution is going to be the third the third leg. Authoritarian governments have the power to do it because they can control the population, like you're saying with China with their mm-hmm. auction systems, for instance. Mm-hmm. But they don't have the ingenuity to do it. They we do, have the but they ingenuity, have the, but they have the necessity to do they it, do, and that's but, why it's a fascinating uh, uh, idea. They do, but we suffer from the opposite problem, which is that we don't have the necessity; we just have the ingenuity, right? But if and China, so you're going to have to find the the middle ground, and the middle ground are the private companies like Tesla. That See, I think, like, let's put it this way. If China all of a sudden said, look, our pollution level is so dangerous right now that we have to we have to switch over. They will never do this. But if they said we have to switch over to the electric car right now, like, you can't sell a car in China anymore unless it is half electrical, then I guarantee within a couple of years span, every single thing in the United States would be that same thing. We'd have Because we, that, that market would dictate our market. There's Ford would be like, oh, it's a huge market over there. We're selling it. Let's let's push it on America right now. America has to have it too. And they and do love American cars over in China, which is awesome. They do. Yeah, they yeah. will. Um, that's better than those Italian cars. No offense to my Fiat? grandparents. but I saw it drive underwater to come here. That, that wasn't real. What? It's a, in the text. The big what? old letter says, don't drive your car underwater. What? You will drown like an idiot. <laughs> Um, it's in the text. <laughs> it's, is it right? Well, you know, I'm paraphrasing. No, but Colin, that's true. But I, I honestly, we all know the same thing. It's going to be a slow progression, right? It's going to be like a, like any other thing is where um, people are going to fight it and then it, people will adopt it. And in the span of like 50, I think they said, let's give me like four or five decades. It's going to be, it's going to take to actually get the the United States alone just on the idea of the alternate fuel source. But I mean, are, like, there, are there people fighting it? I mean, I guess... I'm very yeah, sorry. It's, it's, not it's not that people are like, it's not that people are fighting it, but let's take a small example of how human beings, uh, uh, especially in the United States and especially in California, uh, react to when a government tells them they have to do something. About two years ago, the government, uh, the San Francisco city, and now it's a statewide thing, by the way, I think, said that you 
we're going to charge you 10 cents mm. for a bag. Every time you go anywhere, if you want whatever you just bought to be put into a bag, by the way, you can't get plastic anymore, which I agree with, um, we're going to charge you 10 cents. Oh, my God, that was infuriating to me. For the longest time, I'm like, fuck you. I just bought like $200 worth of merchandise at the store, and you're, you're going to charge me 10 cents for a bag? And it took about a year and a half to the point where I'm like, you know what? Now I'm bringing bags everywhere I go with me, and the bags I bring are better, and they're sustainable because I reuse them, and I don't. I'm, it's less waste, and I'm not wasting any money. But there was a part of me that just revolted against that because as Americans, especially Americans, we don't like being told what to do. We don't like when someone says, hey, that gas guzzler, you can't use that anymore. Oh, could you imagine? Everyone that has a big truck or like a, or a, or a, uh, you know, a Mustang or a Camaro or even me, I'd be like, no, I have to use this. I don't have money to buy another car. I yeah. have to have – my Honda has to last me another five years. Yeah. Or I have to sell Greg for a lot, much higher margin Thank than $100. You. Yeah. $200 for, for Greg Miller. It'll be interesting though because the, the, symbol, of, the symbol of excess in the, before the crash was – the Hummer. Remember in like 2004, oh, yeah. 2006? <laughs> Schwarzenegger had like eight yeah. of them. Gas was cheap as shit. And everyone, like I remember seeing Hummers everywhere. And you don't see them anymore anymore because it's almost embarrassing to drive one of those now because Absolutely. it's like, it's just, it's a symbol of excess, of pre-crash excess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Things, small changes like that will happen. But I, I think that to James's point, the more interesting question is what happens to the countries that have dependent, economies dependent on oil production? The, the And again, the big ones to me are Venezuela, Russia, uh, and especially the Middle Eastern countries like Saudi yeah. Arabia, UAE, and all these Even other countries. Turkey. Like, and the, the answer is they're fucked because they sacrificed, or I think smartly so, maybe uh, diverse, diversifying their economy because they were making hand over fist money, you know, on oil for decades and decades right. and decades, and the rest of the world took an interest in them. Like in terms of their protection and all these things, we we're in Kuwait for no reason other than to protect their oil pipelines. Yeah. yeah. So and that was one that was another fascinating part of that documentary. So I interrupt you. No, but they ta- they showed all the entire Middle East. They showed all of the oil, like where the oil was brought out of the out of the ground, and then they showed the American military base that was like within a, a 10, 10 mile radius of them, and it's almost one for one. It's crazy. Yeah, because we we know like we know. Like if if something catastrophic happened in the Persian Gulf, especially, and like we weren't able to get oil out of there and extract oil out of there, we'd be, be screwed. Fucked. Screwed. We have a reserve, uh, but it's only a few months worth. So we 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 always like stock away like three months worth of oil, or whatever. And there's probably way strategic reserve is probably way more for the military and stuff like that in case we get invaded or something. But um, those countries are in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And and like we aren't because we have a bunch of oil that we haven't even tapped yet right plus we have the tech the techno all the technological advancements happening in the world or most of them are happening here yeah, yeah. so specifically uh, within a 20 mile or 50 mile radius where we're sitting yeah i mean like yeah. so we're <laughs> we're okay and it is a scary thought to think about the revolutions that were, are going to happen in the middle east uh the, the the level the they have a high standard of living in some of these in a lot of these countries not so much as well yeah. but in in saudi arabia like uae you know, yeah UAE. uae i mean and and the government pays everyone just like they do in alaska People, citizens of a lot of these countries do get payments from the from the government based on oil revenues. Just like in Alaska, you get like a few thousand dollars a year just for living there because of oil revenue. So mm. um, it's a I've never it's a fascinating question. I have never ever thought about. So what do you think? Do they? I mean, it's adapt or die, right? So do they adapt to something else? Is it impossible um, for them to adapt their economy to something else? And then does it just become? A, you know, it, it, does it basically look like a spec ops the line and like all these abandoned multi million dollar structures that are just there? Y- yeah. So. My personal opinion, you guys could say whatever you think to finish We it generally up. do. Um, I think that it may lead to another war, and we'll have really bad extremist groups, because they have nothing else to look so for. So the war is just because they have an axe to grind over the fact I mean, that even, we, like, even destroyed Russia, everything? Like, Russia, most of Russia's economy is still oil. 
Yeah. You're talking mm-hmm. about one of the biggest countries in terms of GDP, and we're just even removing their biggest mm-hmm. uh, asset. And we've they've already kind of proven that they're unpredictable. But the thing recently. with it is, like, do you think it leads to a World War Three? If it's like you were talking about in your scenario no. of one month, it's a, a swip, no. uh, switch flipped, or if it's decades, is that no, still I the problem? Would, I think it would start out as extremist groups, and yeah. as the extremist groups grow and take other, over other areas, yeah. then it would grow into something bigger. Gotcha. And, I mean, overnight, we're, not all the countries are going to go yeah, to war yeah. against each other. It would be yeah, it would be interesting, because you already see it, well, it, it's not related to oil, obviously, but with ISIS, like, really yeah. spreading in Iraq and Syria, whatever, and basically becoming, like, it's auton- an autonomous country. Yep. Um, those kinds of, like, just cutting, like, just taking towns, I mean, like, they're ours now. You know, it's yeah. it's very similar to what Russia did in Ukraine. Uh, I'm not comparing necessarily Russia to ISIS, yeah. but you know, in in most regards, but they both are just taking territory. And you're like, well, it's ours now. And well, let's be it, honest, we've the United States is not exactly known for not invading places as well. Sure, but, but we, we never we, actually we, we haven't done. We haven't done. I mean, everyone did land grabs, yeah. including us. Manifest sure. Destiny was the justification of an entire westward expansion. So right. we, we we took the entire country. There's no doubt about that. But we. You know, we haven't engineered something like like to take land in over a hundred years. Like the last time we really did it was probably Spanish American War when we when we ex- when we intentionally exploded the USS Maine to make it look like the Spanish attacked us, and then we had this whole war and we almost took Cuba. So it was like I was gonna say I was just gonna say calling it right now. We should take Cuba. We wanted to take Cuba. We had we had our eyes on Cuba for fucking one hundred and fifty years. Yeah, like like still do. And and and, <laughs> and, and, and it happened until after World War Two. I mean, we still wanted it, and we still have. We're still there. Guantanamo Bay is on Cuba. Yeah. So it's it's like we you know we but we haven't. The point is, is that the world has gone away from that. You know, and we're not. We don't do land grabs anymore, like everyone else has done, or in Africa or any of these places. So yeah. Um, so those things have changed, and what's interesting about the political dynamic, especially in Europe, is that if Russia no longer has a gun barrel against Western Europe's head with their oil, then NATO will get involved. And then you're going to have a massive conflict, an almost Tom Clancy-like conflict, in, in Eastern Europe. I think that's probably going to be the powder keg, because I agree, you're going to have extremist groups in the Middle East, probably, um, that topple governments and do whatever they do, but it's probably going to be more isolated. When you're dealing with a country like Russia... Um, with an infrastructure and an, a huge military and technology and all these kinds of things, and then you're dealing with Western Europe that no longer is f- afraid of them anymore, then that's probably the powder keg. You have to assume that it's going to be in like in that area. Do we feel like, in my opinion? But that's that's the question, though. Is at the in this scenario, the United States has become self sufficient. We don't need that oil anymore, and this is something that is uh, has sparked this this big conflict do we get involved do we need to get involved yeah we will if we do if an attack on one is attack against all and so because we're un nato yeah nato so so god that'd be the worst and, and but at least at least we have military bases everywhere yeah i mean and to be honest the only time Na- the only to be fair the only time nato has ever called into effect that like i think it's article five which is the attack against one is attack against all which is the entire preface of nato was after 9-11 when people came to our aid so yeah. certainly we would have yeah. to. So certain because like we we after nine eleven we were like NATO's in effect, like and everyone and there were some arguments about that. That's why all these countries that didn't want to go to Afghanistan went because they're like, well, we got to do it. You know, the, and yeah, so, and got, so the point like is France, if, Germany. There was a couple other. Yeah, there was quite a few. UK obviously sent people with. Yeah, still there. And still I, there. I, I think I mean some countries would have went because we're allies, but NATO is a thing where it's like that's that activates during a war. So if if Russia say went into I don't know, in the future of Georgia or whatever, you know, the country. Mm-hmm. Then, and and Georgia was, you know, a NATO ally. <laughs> Russia invades Atlanta, we got other issues. <laughs> we're like, shit, we're going to be there in a day and a half. <laughs> it reminds me of the newsroom where they're making fun of that girl because she thought that Russia invaded yeah, Georgia, yeah. like the state. Um, then you'd have to go. 
Yeah. You know, so it's, it's, unless you just say like, no, no, we're, you know, this whole, this whole thing was bullshit and we're not getting involved at all, which is also possible, but that would be very bad because if something happened to us later, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nobody's going to come, nobody's help, gonna come to help us. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's true. Plus, I'm sure we'd have a strategic reason to want to do that anyway. Our government's very good at figuring out reasons to start wars that benefit the bottom line, which is unfortunate, but. Calm down. I'm not, I'm not. Get a you and Lauren I, I am in a room in a tinfoil hat. Lauren is a fantastic human being. I love Lauren. That he guy, that. that guy has some crazy theories and I love it. Um, yeah, it's a good topic. No, yeah. it's, it's a, great a topic. fascinating topic. Yeah, hope, well done. Hope it wasn't too boring. Real life, no, not at all. World War Three. No, if, yeah. if, if, We're invading game, Atlanta. If every game over Greggy show could be like this, I would. Greg I would love the show even more. <laughs> giving you the signal that I need to take a break. To go oh, to the what bathroom. a surprise! You didn't want another cup of water because you might have to go to the bathroom. Greg, but it was the, the sip of coffee Greg, that did it. This yeah. is gonna be the signal the from diuretic. now on. Go pee. I'm gonna. I'm go gonna meerkat. And we're back. Meerkatted. Nick, it's your topic. Go. You crazy bastard. Good lord. My topic. So this past weekend, I had a great weekend. I was invited up, of course, to my uh, to Lake Tahoe to see my my sister in law, my brother in law, of course, naturally, because uh, it was the, it was the holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, Memorial Day. Do you guys Day. all enjoy your Memorial Day? Played a lot Absolutely. of Witcher. I spent my, right. my the weekend for me was editing the kind of funny live show. YouTube.com slash was that fun so for you? It was extremely fun. It was also very stressful rendering and really? all that stuff. Rendering it like it was just it there was a lot forever. of exporting problems because anyone that's edited videos will know the first export is never it. Your desktop by the end. We'll have oh, a million files that are V4, final, V5, final, final V5, V5, yeah, final fucking. I really fucking hope this fucking works. V7 and whatever. So we got there, but as the time this post, the live show will definitely be posted. YouTube.com/slash kind of funny. Yeah, and uh, the whole show will be there in its entirety. And I'm really trying to push this. I want this to be a video. And I'll tell you guys about this later. But we need to socially push this harder than we pushed anything ever. Okay. Even harder than the, the Fast and Furious live stream that's at currently 1.2 million on yes, our channel. Yes, because we didn't push that at all. It, does, it, does, it, does it pain you that Greg still holds the record for the highest grossing no. video on our channel? No, Tim doesn't care. No. Tim doesn't give a shit. One day I'll shatter that. He's going to shatter it. Challenge accepted. It'll be good. Uh, anyway, uh, so I love going up to Tahoe. I love seeing my family. Um, and it's great that they're very, very close. And specifically, I like it because we do a nice mix of like outdoor activity. We'll go, we'll walk around, we'll hike sometimes. Sometimes we'll go, you know, just out and about Tahoe because it's so beautiful. And then for the rest of the time, we just eat really bad food and watch movies. Great. Um, which is my favorite, absolute favorite thing to do because my, I get along very, very well with my, with my brother and sister-in-law. Um, Not your wife so much. No, my wife is amazing. But, you know, been there, done that. So I don't even think about her that much anymore. However, there was one thing that I noticed this past time. So we watched a lot of movies, and we watched a lot of bad movies, so it didn't bother me too much because, yeah. again, it's more about the company and who you're with. And, and you love doing. bad movies. Let's and be I real. fucking love bad movies. So I'm going to go off. I'm going to list off what we watched. Okay. Black and White. Don't even know what that is. It's a Kevin Costner movie. It's a Pokemon game. Thank um, you. Damn right. We watched Draft Day. Another, another Kevin, Kevin Costner, Costner movie. <laughs> A Dolphin Tale 2, because they made a second one of those. What the fuck? What is that? Uh, Dolphin Tale 1 was about the dolphin that didn't have a tail that they made a prosthetic uh, flipper for. And then it was, it like was the big like a flipper title. like side story. No, it literally is a, this is a true story. You can go down to Florida and see Winter, the dolphin that doesn't have a tail. The way they, they rescued this dolphin, and it was like super depressed and it had uh, scoliosis of the spine because it had it just didn't have a tail. And they figured out that if they went, they went to like a lead uh, prosthetist, prosthetist, person that makes prosthetics, prosthesis, prosthesis. Um, Colin, you're supposed to correct me when I get the wrong word. Prostheticist, maybe? Prostheticist? I don't know. A doctor. Somebody who makes prosthetics. Now I can't even say it. Say Northeastern five five times fast. Um, I can't. 
They, anyway, they go to him and they're like, "Hey, is there any way possible that you can make an, an, a, a, a fin fucking robo tail for like a tail for this <laughs> for this dolphin because it's dying? Basically, if a dolphin can't swim, obviously it's going to get super depressed because dolphins have feelings like they're smart. They have emotions like human beings. Yeah, like, so let's depressed. give them fucking robot parts. So we gave yeah, we right. fucked. basically we robot so fucked. But it was, it was actually fascinating. The first one was fascinating because they had to do like they had to figure out what kind of material they could use that the dolphin wouldn't freak out because they're not used to having robo tails. Robo tails at all. And anyway, long story short, is it accepted the tail and eventually became a huge like nation national sensation. Was the you sequel still go see. about him? The sequel was, all, was about him as well because they have to pair dolphins mm-hmm. in order for them to like. I guess uh, not the FDA. Um, the FDA is definitely the FDA. No, it's and not the FDA. <laughs> What's the other group that that covers wildlife? PETA. No, it's uh, a government thing. Fish and Wildlife. I thought it was the Food and Drug Administration. But it's Probably not. It doesn't matter. Anyway, the government comes in and says, look, you can't store – you can't keep a, a, a man, like an animal of this like stature um, by itself. You have to have a pair because otherwise they get super depressed and they die. And because it's a sequel. so And because it's a sequel. So <laughs> yeah. it was about finding the pair yeah. for Winter because her, her pair yeah. dies. Like yeah, I mean, her, her it's rare that dies. the whole cast of the first movie comes back for the sequel. So that's they got cool. everyone back. And yeah. I'm talking everyone. Here's mm-hmm. the deal. They got Harry Connick Jr., Ashley Judd, Morgan Freeman came back for this. Chris – Christopherson came back. This isn't real, right? It's 100% real. I yeah. watched Dolphin's it. Tale 2 has these people in it. They all came back for it. They got Morgan Freeman's like this. And He's just smiling the entire time. I got paid $10 million for this. Put the tail on the dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, had a lovely weekend watching all those bad movies. Um, we watched one other one, and I can't remember. Oh, it was uh, Focus with Will Smith and Margot Robbie. No. And, and I'm glad they held that movie because she was not very good in it. She's better now. But apparently they filmed that movie a while back, uh-huh. and then she got big because of Wolf of Wall Street, so they held it and then released it after. This happens a lot in Hollywood where they're like, this movie's not that good, but she's got a Martin Scorsese movie coming out, so let's hold it. Mm-hmm. And then release if you notice, Focus like- came out like six months later, um, and that was very strategic. Um, but what made the movie slightly worse, and this is the topic, a long-winded sort of trail to get to my topic, was that my sister-in-law, God bless her, and she knows I love her, likes to watch everything – with true motion on. Oh, good lord! And if you're not familiar, you probably have this on your TV. It's probably called something else, either smooth motion or true motion or whatever. For it. Basically, what this process does, and I'm probably going to slaughter this, but to the best of my knowledge, is it artificially uh, creates new frames in the picture to make it look more like video or more like real life. Yeah. Now, to the untrained eye, it makes everything look more crisp more vibrant it makes the motion a little bit more like a 60 frames per second um uh, video or a video game mm-hmm. and so you're getting that really hyper realistic sort of look people are starting to like this no take it off TVs. it's so offensive yeah. to the point where my 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 wife actually went to visit her friend in atlanta uh who we might end up actually seeing and she cannot yeah we're gonna spend the night there she cannot watch anything without this on Ugh. and my wife's like calls me she's like mel's in the bathroom right now how do i turn this thing off she won't notice. And I had to walk her through turning off, and sure as shit, Mel noticed. Yeah. She was like, what happened to my TV? What, what, did you do well, something? No, because a lot of people I know that I don't respect at all, they <laughs> um, they think that that's what HD means. Like, they think that's oh. HD. Like, oh, th- no, you don't have an HD. This isn't an HD TV. It's like, I want to kill you. Yeah. Like, there's not many things that will make yeah. me want to murder someone, but this yeah. apparently is one of them. Yeah. So, you know, for for... For people out there that aren't as crazy about video as we are, which I'm sure there are not many of our fans probably are. I think a lot of our fans probably are. But for the for the few people out there that don't give a shit about frame rate and specifically like how that's accurately portrayed from what the people who either made the movie or designed the game wanted it to be, um, this is 
it's hard for me to watch something that was a what they say acquired in 24 frames per second yeah and then that is artificially kind of inflated to 30 or 60 frames per second it just to me destroys the fa- the visual fabric of the terrible. storytelling it yeah. looks terrible it does weird stuff to the lighting in the film and it really there's such a thin line for what they call the magic or the art of of making movies or tv right and that relies on a number of different things but one of the biggest is that it's 24 frames per second and all yeah. of us that have grown up with that technology um view that see that as a film and we're sort of lulled into that like suspense of disbelief and we're it's 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 that passive experience but man when i watch something that's got that like hyper realness to it i can't relax i'm yeah. constantly watching it my brain's constantly like this is wrong this is it wrong, makes this everything wrong, look like cg yes like, yeah it, yes. it, it yeah. makes everything look like the transformers movies where it's just like the fake things are just moving around even if it's a human and it's really really distracting yeah. my wife even mentioned that she was like what's the word i'm looking for and i'm like everything looks composited movie. yeah like it looks like there's everyone was on a green screen and the background is just mm. not real yeah yeah this is a problem people have with the hobbit right no, the, well, it's no, it's a similar problem. Then they so, then they, then yeah. they film it though at, at they filmed it at forty eight. Yeah, okay. so, so it looked fucking whacked out. But that's yeah. different though because so, so that that's was native. Nat- at least. What, what was the word you just said? Uh, that was natively acquired at. Acquired, that was that was, yeah. was shot at forty eight frames yeah. per second. But with I mean, two reds. And that that was actually done specifically for the for the three D and the compositing in it. Though I thought that was done for the battle scenes because in theory, if there's more frames, you'll be able to see the it's fights crisper. better. Yes. Because if you're if somebody's swinging an axe in a normal movie, it happens really quick and it's hard to follow action movies. You get like so Avengers or whatever it may be. My, uh, yeah, it has to do with a lot of motion blur and, and my how that's axe. <laughs> um, but um, but the big thing is, is like I could be wrong and you probably know this better, but the eye only sees at twenty eight frames per second. So if you're doing I animation, actually, it's only 28 frames in a second. I don't know, actually. I meant to look that up before the well, show. Well, that, that can't be true because you can see the difference between 24 and 60. Most be- – it that depends. Even in video games, like, there are some games where you can notice. And the only big time you really notice in a lot of video games is if you're using a mouse. But like, you're looking but I mean, very you, quickly. For well, movies, like, if you look at it – if you watch you The Hobbit can, in 48. Oh, no, it will look different. But your mind doesn't necessarily process it the way that it, it's supposed it to. Well, I think what you're thinking is, or, and I could be wrong on this, but in order to perceive motion in images, it has to be at least 16 frames that, per second. That could be it. So if you drop below 16 frames per second... It uh, looks like stop motion. It looks like stop motion. Or, it looks, or your brain goes, that is a series of still pictures that are being put together. Yeah. At 16 frames is when the, the human brain goes, I'm watching oh, motion. This is something moving, yeah. And, apparently, and I looked this up, so I could be wrong, but I, this was from old school film school is that the reason we hit 24 is because during sound constraints had to in order to sync sound with video mm. with with film it had to be at least 24 oh, frames that's, that's awesome. so that how they was, settled on that yeah so that was how they settled on 24 frames and of course back in the day and to this day film stock is incredibly important so you didn't really want to push it that extra six frames per second because you're talking about miles of film at the end of the day that cost a ton of money per per foot mm-hmm. so they were like 24 is the bare minimum we could do that's what the entire industry settled on. And that and it's not right or wrong, by the way. There it's just we all as a group, that is what we came up knowing. That is how we perceive narrative, the high art of storytelling and film to be. So I'm not it's not to say that twenty years from now or sixty years from now, because everything's digital now, it's just literally a setting our camera that we switch over that says, Go from twenty four to sixty, that we might not enjoy everything at sixty frames per second later down the road. Mm-hmm. But for right now, I equate sixty frames per second as video, which means soap opera. Or and sports. so when I'm watching Will Smith have sex with Margot Robbie on a soap opera, I'm like, this 
is not sexy. <laughs> this is just weird, mm-hmm. and I don't like it. Well, it's and also I, very soap opera or home movie, and I think that's the thing that's like weird about it is yes, that it looks yes. like it's it looks like you video. Know, your home videos from the '90s that like it's real life, like that's shit that really happened. So it's kind of off-putting to see Will Smith naked. In real it's, life, uh, well, how for, is the sex scene though? Uh, not hot, but just because they didn't have a lot of chemistry. And Margot Robbie, it was her first film. I don't think she was. She wasn't. It wasn't a great film. It kind of derailed about halfway through. You're like, what the? What is this about? Starts off really, really well. Dude, there's, no, there's no focus. You would say, I was like, oh, damn it, it does does suffer, <laughs> sadly from a lack of focus. So what is what is the what is the question then? What is the question the... is? Are there any other uh, things in tech right now that 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 get you like that? Like to me, that is that is that is one of those things where I'm like, I if I see this. My brain instantly goes, please convince this this person to change this. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to use all of your knowledge from the four years of that weird film school you went to and all of your knowledge of the 10 years since shooting video to tell this person why this is so wrong. Is there anything else like that in your lives? Is there anything that bugs you from a tech perspective like that? When notifications are still on on a PlayStation 4? Turn that shit off. Notifications in general. I think that's a good one. Just like... When you don't want them, there's such a... Don't get the Apple Watch, yeah. <laughs> No, you need to finally tune it to your exact taste, right. app per app, system by system, like all these different things, and it's like, holy crap, that's a... The day someone understands how to make one app that controls all your notifications for your life, how you want them to, oh man, it's going to be good. But until then, there good you go, smart guy, make that app, okay? <laughs> James is like, hold on a second. <laughs> kind of Done. funny notifications coming out later this year. Yeah, one of the, I mean, we talked about it before, but the whole 30 versus 60 frames a second and 1080 versus 720 arguments in, in gaming really annoy the shit out of me because yeah. people use these as benchmarks of game quality, and that's that's really not true. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree that a shooter is sharper and better to play probably at 60 frames a second, but not every game needs to run at 60 frames a right. second. Not every game needs to run even anywhere near 60 frames a second to be good. So I hate that. And not every game needs to be in 1080. Yeah. A game that runs in 720 is not a, a poor game. It, it, it's a matter of the, the, the visual fidelity of the game matters to a lot of people, not so much to me. But it's more about how does the game play. 60 yeah. frames as an element of gameplay matters in a Twitch shooter, but it doesn't necessarily matter in a game like The Witcher that runs at 30 frames. Sure. You know? Yeah. And The Witcher running at 60 frames is not going to make it a better game. So th- those that whole argument about 30 versus 60 frames a second and 720 versus 1080 in resolution or whatever actually is starting to annoy the shit out of me because I right. like it's like let's look at the game mm-hmm. the game runs at this and this is it good if you ran at a higher frame rate or a better resolution would it make it better not necessarily okay then let's stop arguing about it right. you know? in other words there are certain games where it really benefits and then yeah. there are certain games yeah. where most games I would say where it doesn't matter I think as long constant as the not... frame rate is the most important thing yeah like locking frame rate 30, yeah locked that's that's when's really necessary and but I'm a numbers whore I want 1080 60 for everything yeah okay. but it's not it's like well, I it, think it, some it, games it actually depends. look weird I think some I games agree. look weird at 60 frames and and it's not to say that it's, it's better or worse and I'm not saying that all games look weird at 60 of course you want to play Call of Duty at 60 frames yeah, it's a fucking to. shooter Yeah, you know but the Witcher at 60 frames, I don't really know if that would even be necessary. And and and, and how much that would take from, you know, the PlayStation 4's power to, to run that game means that resolutions must be less or whatever. You have to make sacrifices. So I just yeah. feel like this I just feel like this argument it's an it annoys me because I, I know some people can see it and, and it bothers some people, but I, I all I can see is I can tell if the game's running at a great frame rate or sixty, and I can mm-hmm. tell if the game's running at an okay or a good frame yeah. rate, and I can tell if the game's not running right. Right. But I'm not the guy like I've known like savants. That we used to work with Craig that, are Harris. Like, that are like 22 frames a second. And I'm like, how the fuck can you possibly know that? You know what I mean? And then you put on the thing and you're like, you right, it's 22 on frames it, a second. You well, know? Let, me, let me ask you this. Let's take the opposite of that, though, mm-hmm. right? I, saw, I watched you guys play The Order, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a game that purposely tries to be more cinematic. 
did that add to the experience to have it be a more cinematic uh, frame rate? You'd say the same about The Last of Us, too. Uh, the PS4 version. Yeah, the PS4 version ran at 60. Mm, right. You could lock it at 30, though. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the order played fine and looked pretty. So was uh, it? Not, and I'm not, not judging the game quality. I'm saying no, is that... You can judge it because it's not a very good game. A lot of people would, would, like, they obviously, they try to present that game like an anamorphic uh, aspect ratio. Um, they wanted it to play more like a cinematic experience. Is that something that you guys think would be... I mean, is that beneficial to the game to do that, or is it just kind of like, dude, now we want 30 frames per second at least? Yeah, that, I think, is that minimum 30 frames per second? Yeah, I think there, I think if your game's running, bo- and that's the thing to point I'm making, like sub 30 is not optimal for any game, right? yeah, because you're, and it's not so much the way the game looks, because as we said, natural motion for us on a screen is usually 24 frames, so any game we play is running faster, but it's a game with input. So mm-hmm. like that matters, and that's why Twitch shooters have to be paid, at, preferably be played at sixty because right the, 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 every frame matters. It's not so much that games running at thirty are better than sixty or vice versa. It's just the argument surrounding it that never fucking ends. Dies. Yeah. And I feel like people just like are stopping the stop like need to take games on a game by game basis and stop being again. We were talking about it before, just about politics off camera, but so obsessed with the orthodoxy of ten eighty sixty that yeah. they're not like. Wait a minute, Game X doesn't need to run it. Like the Game X looks fine at 720. Right. And, like yeah. it's it's not the gameplay's not benefiting from the 60 frames a second. It runs I mean, at 45 and it's even, locked. Like who cares? You know what I mean? Like or running at 30 more likely and, and locked. And it's like I, I don't know. So to me it's not so much that those those options matter, but so much about the focus on those things as opposed to is the game good or is the game bad? Right. Is the gameplay fun? Is the gameplay bad? If the gameplay is bad, could it benefit? From an enhanced frame rate? If not, let's drop the subject for this particular game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think Naughty Dog has even come out and said for Uncharted 4, like, their goal isn't 60 frames per second. No. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we'll, we'll try to do that, but it, mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's we just want to make the game look and run the best it possibly can. Yeah, and it's a beautiful game. Like, you, it's not adding anything to it. Well, see, well, I would also add that for that game, it might not behoove it to run at 60 frames per second because that game does heavily in, uh, revolve around yes. a, a cinematic quality. Yes, right? it's probably more that they can't fit it into the game. Was the order at 24? Was that what you're saying? I don't, I don't know. Was it, 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 it was going for, I don't, I don't think it was a 24. It was probably yeah, at least weird. a 30. It, yeah, I don't I think, think anyone would purposely do a game see, at 24. To see a game at 24, like, I wonder if it would have that. Well, you have to. that's just the other thing, though, too, because there's a lot of technical stuff that goes into film acquisition that doesn't go into... Uh, games specifically depth of field and, and mm. uh, uh, motion blur and so a well, lot like of they add that now you though. get yeah, you get do. that but it's not a staple it doesn't behoove you to have depth of field in a game like a, a third person shooter for instance because you need to be able to see all the way down to your distance to figure out what's going yeah. on if they had depth of field it would be a physical impossibility to play a third person shooter because mm-hmm. you would have to choose <laughs> what you're seeing they yeah. do it a lot they do it you're specifically referring to like when they in call of duty when you do this and you've got like there's like a depth of field around you, so you can't see what's here mm-hmm. because you're focused, you know, 20 feet or 30 feet down the barrel. That's accurate, but with film, you have, you know, the DP is choosing what you're seeing via the use of depth of field, and they're also um, inherently depending on the aperture and the light and your and your settings of the camera, or how you, how you've chosen to shoot that. You can get a specific amount of motion blur in there, which actually, again, has that psychological effect of like it's it's more cinematic. It's lulling the. Um, the person that's watching it into more of a passive experience. Yeah. Um, you don't get motion blur, especially in first person shooters. Cause you don't want that. Like you want everything to be as crisp as possible because you want, and you want it to be 60 frames cause you want it to resolve so quickly. And so, uh, uh, precisely that you can see things way far away. Right. Yeah. It's also, it's also in games that the, like the unintended consequences of trying to run your game as like as meaty as possible. 
it creates all sorts of problems in right. the game. Like it doesn't have to, and, and there are games that run at 60, 1080 that run beautifully, but it can lower resolutions. It can cause screen tearing and like all sorts of like like problems that just occur because the the game's using too much processing power yeah. by having to run at this high resolution that maybe it didn't need necessarily run at. Of course, this is also coming from the opposite angle that some people do, which is just that these consoles are not strong enough, and maybe right. that's, that's that's an argument too, especially with PCs, which are like way stronger than the PS4. See, I was gonna put that on there as my one of my other things: PC gaming in general. Period. Mm. I hate that technology fucking shit. Yeah, is that yeah, because that's, pretty bad. that's because you're well because it never works. I tried to play a game this weekend. I plug in a controller. No, oh, it's, well, it's you're trying to use an Xbox. It's set for Xbox 360, not Xbox One. I plug in the Xbox 360. Doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Restart everything. Restart it. No, it doesn't work. It's just going to key bindings. It's a knowledge base that you just need to know. And once you know it, you're like, how can you not know? This is so simple. But right. it's like, oh yeah, you just need to go to the side, download the driver, update the driver, make sure that it fits with the BIOS. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what half those words mean. Yeah. You know, but it's like once you do, you're like, how do you not know it? But it's it's like the topic we had a couple weeks ago about teaching someone games that doesn't know games. Sure. It's like, oh yeah, just pick up the controller, hit the X button, then go to the cro- the menu and whatever. It's like that yeah. means nothing to that. Oh, the Even cameras so are the simple. hardest for yeah, new people. All that stuff. They so can't it's figure like, out the PC gaming, man, even to gamers, is like console games. We'll see, and this, and this is the thing that scares me, right, is because what you guys are describing is is sort of uh, a standard, right? Mm-hmm. There needs to be a sort of commonly upheld standard for anything to thrive, right? We have to all agree, like, hey, this is kind of the experience we want, and we'll rally around this, and we'll support it financially. So this is what terrifies me about the smooth motion shit, is that it's installed on every TV, yeah. and it's on. When you turn your TV on, that's you're like, oh, my TV looks awesome, right? And don't get me wrong. If you're watching like a Real Housewives show or a Kardashian show and it's it's shot in 30 frames per second and you want to do, go for it, right? Who cares? But when it comes to film, if you're watching Interstellar at 60 frames per second, Nolan, Christopher Nolan would probably come to your house and strangle you. He would probably just strangle the life out of you. And then go on to the next household. That's what I imagine him doing right now. Yeah, damn. In between that's films, why he's making he's no movies. It's really to each his own. It's a like, long list. I give people a lot of shit. If that's if that's it's your TV, that's how you want to watch. That's how you want to watch. But just know that that is not how the artist intended this thing to come to you. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's insulting. I said earlier that it's it's really bad. Like. Every it, you said that it makes the, everything all vibrant and shit. And it, it really does. It ruins the image. It looks like a thumbnail that I made, well, where it's like but, I don't know how I'm photoshopping. I'm just putting this together and right. turning the vibrancy up and yeah. hoping it catches people's eye. But By that's way, how every image looks. But you can do that without having the frame. I don't care if you like to watch. Like I specifically like to watch everything that's a film with very muted settings. The way that most film, is. I, I like to try to get my TV to. Uh, to mirror the color, the color that they've actually colored, how, how they've actually done the brightness and contrast pass on their film as much as possible. So if you watch something on my TV you're, and you're used to that vibrant color, you're probably gonna be like, wait, what the hell? Why is it so desaturated? I try to get it as true to form, in other words, as, as humanly possible. But if you like vibrancy, dial up the vibrancy. Go to that game setting, or or the. I mean, the, if people's faces aren't orange, you're not doing it right. That's fine. You can do that. You don't need. You can get a crisp image out of your TV and a very saturated image out of your TV. Without doing the frame blending. It's really the frame blending is the only thing that really kills me. Like everything else. If you want everything you watch to look like a Michael Bay film, great. Do that. If it all has to look like Bad Boys 2, fuck it. Make it look like Bad Boys 2. But for the love of God, don't destroy that thin fabric between cinematic and reality. Just don't do that. Yeah, I think and no, one, my house. one of the points you made too is just like what is the vision of the filmmaker? What is the vision yeah. of the game creator? And that's always the thing that bothered me with games and this whole 1080p, 780 or 720, 30, 60 thing is like, what is the intent? Of doing that, you know, right. with a finite amount of resources, 
was the game going to be prettier if they did this at this frame rate? And does this make sense? In other words, there's just no answer. Yeah, if, the, if you like 60, 1080, more power to you because I, I, I think games are probably generally prettier that way and look mm-hmm. better that way. But it doesn't always have to be that way. So what what is the way, what is the reason behind it? It's not because developers are lazy. It's because this is the way the game was going to run. Right. You know, Witcher 3 would not run at 60 frames a second. You know, it's like too much information. Like it's, it's just not, and like it doesn't have to. But so is like, it, like is so, the argument more though less about them? Like, oh, everything should be 1080, 60, and more if the systems aren't equal. Like, I feel like most oh, well, of the time the argument a, comes up. Yeah. It's like, well, fuck you. This is the yeah, better P- version because it's on. Well, PS4 runs games better than Xbox Absolutely. One generally, and it was the exact opposite last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's an argument too. But you see a lot of people saying like, oh, 30 frames, like you know, thir- fuck 30 frames a second, or it's running in 720, like without even knowing anything about the game. You know, and it's like mm-hmm. okay, like. The, who cares? Like, I, that, that's the thing that bothers me. Where it's like, you're just gonna. That's just it. That's it's arbitrary it. choices. Yeah, like, turns uh, you like on the games at thirty. That's it. I guess a lot of people, you know, it's like, so you didn't like The Last of Us. Yeah. You know, or like, you and know, they're like, no, we did it. And it, so, yeah. like, that's what more what I'm saying. You're right that it's it, it's it's more like there. It's deeper than that. But I see a whole lot of stuff on the internet where I'm like, but the game's running at thirty, or the games, in, you right? Know, and I'm like, who cares? Yeah. You know, is it like? Let's see if it affects the gameplay. Let me ask you this all important question: What did Mega Man Two run at? I have no idea. I mean, something that's, that's like unfathomable. It wasn't constant. It was sixty, fra- it was 60 sure. frames, except for it's presumably six frames, except for the slowdown. Right. When too uh, many enemies are on screen. Yeah. When there's too many and enemies. By too, or too many, many means like three. It's not, even, <laughs> it's not even enemies. I mean, what's so fascinating about Mega Man Two is that, or just Mega Man games generally, is that, and I've talked about this, I think, on other shows, is that Mega Man had huge bosses that a lot of games couldn't figure out how to do. Or, and what what Capcom was doing was making the bosses the background. And so, and that's why there would be, like, certain, so, like, Gamma in Mega Man 3 is the last boss, but he's just the background. And then there's, like, certain things that are, like, laid over him so the game actually runs. And so you'll notice that you can, like, run through certain parts of him and, like, certain parts of him don't get affected by any shots or anything like that. It's because, like, they, like, the big dragon in Mega Man 2 that chases Mm -hmm. you is the background. Oh, fascinating. You know, and so, like, they would, they'd figure out, like, these kind of really clever solutions to get around these problems of slowdown, Mm -hmm. but there was still plenty of slowdown. The problem is that you created your own slowdown almost always. (laughs) By shooting. shooting, blow stuff up. Yeah, shoot so, stuff. Mm. Yep. fascinating. Yeah. Good topic. Good topic. My final piece that pisses me off when I go to somebody else's house and they have technology mm-hmm. is when they leave the stickers on it, the protective stickers. Ooh, like when yeah. they have a dual shock and they still have them. Like, yeah. yeah. See, you my thing is, you just pull it off. Tom. There's yeah. certain <laughs> stickers that I hate being taken off, but there's some that I'm like, I'm okay keeping them on for a while. What I hate is when people take off your stickers. So fuck you, Kevin Coelho. Leave my goddamn. You take stickers, stickers off? Of me? That's bad. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. He's, it's For what? Like worst. on what? He just like your phone? Or anything. anything. Laptop? Like fucking anything. Why did you leave it on your laptop? I don't know. He, my biggest problem is when he takes phone? it off, but he doesn't take it off cleanly, and there's all the uh, fucking uh, sticky yeah. white shit. It's really Half satisfying taking it off, though. It is. Yeah. You stole it from him. <laughs> but, what know. is the most satisfying sticker to take off? I'm going to throw it out there. It's a topic for another day. Is it? Yeah. All that's right. Totally you can make a whole topic out of that yeah. question. Yeah, we yeah. can definitely. You know us. We can make a topic out of way stupider things than that. Yeah. Nick, that topic wasn't stupid. In fact, it was so good it was sponsored. By Squarespace. Start your free trial site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code kind of funny to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Now, Nick, you use, you've used the Squarespace. Uh, I have indeed. You we build our site. Kindoffunny.com on Squarespace right now. You can go check it out right now. They like to say it's easy and good. Is this true? It is. I've talked about this before. It is. It's one of those things where when we when we decided to leave uh, our old jobs and form this brand new company, of course, we did not leave ourselves enough time to do everything we had done on our to-do list. So I was down to about two days to get the, the site up and running. Uh, now, barring the me figuring out what was going on on the hosting side, Squarespace was very, very easy to just kind of get a nice, good look, clean look up 
and and ready to rock and roll. All right. So squarespace.com. If you yeah, if you want code kind of funny. If you're wanting to do anything simple, portfolio work, any of that stuff, uh, definitely check out Squarespace. They say they give you 24/7 online support. Beautiful website for only eight bucks a month. You can get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for a year. So what are you waiting for? Start a free trial with no credit card required. And start building. <laughs> what are you waiting for? What am I waiting for? Squarespace. There you go. Thanks for sponsoring this episode. Everybody Ooh. go there. Use the code. Kind of funny. Colin. Yes. Your topic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. For well, you. Uh, so you guys know I'm a, I'm a science nerd, but <laughs> I, really I like we we talked about earlier. I'm not a science nerd in the sense that I'm like going to write proofs on the chalkboard. I just like reading about science and and learning about science and and I'm just really into it. I'm really into it's physics just, and and astronomy especially and and all these kinds of things. I just got this image of Colin like with his back toward the camera. He's just like no. No, <laughs> and it's just says two plus two because <laughs> <laughs> it's about as much math as no. I can do. Um, that was always held me back. I've talked before that I I had always an interest in even like minoring in chemistry or or something like that. I was just like I, I can't get very far in this, um, so I'm just wasting my time. Uh, but I saw Interstellar, mm. which is a Christopher Nolan oh, yeah. film, and uh, it came out about I don't know a year and a half ago. But I finally mm. had just rented it um, on uh, Amazon and watched it this weekend. Um, so there's going to be some Interstellar spoilers here. I think more about spoilers. the science than the plot. So if you don't really care about the science and the things like in it, then maybe you don't care. But you might want to, you know, just know that we're going to talk a little bit about Interstellar here. Um, and what I was fascinated by, we're going to have a little winding road to my topic, like you did, Nick, is Naturally, I love this. I love the science in Interstellar, and 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 whether it was real or whether it was false, and there were some things in there that clearly were, you know didn't make any sense. Right. So I was, um, but there were some things that made perfect sense. The the one thing that bothered me in the movie is that when they're they're landing on one Wait, of the ice, I was gonna say, can I guess which one bothered okay. you? The fact that she would actually make out with a dude from that '70s show. Yeah, no, no that's that, that that's that, 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 that all that, rules that, of physics. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Just didn't account for this. So hot. Um, no, Throw I was going to say when they're landing on the ice planet and they run into a cloud in the gr- in the sky. Yeah, I'm like that cloud would have been torn down to the ground by gravity. Like doesn't make any sense. Um, but the other other than that, like like so like that doesn't make any sense at all. Other than that, if it's if it's heavy enough to be a solid, then it's heavy enough to not be in the fucking air anymore. Right. Um, so. I downloaded a book by uh, Kip Thorne, who is the sci- he's a physicist and he's a scientific advisor on um, on Interstellar, and he talks about meeting the the actors and then and then he gets into into the science and he goes into Gargantua and the wormhole and all these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Gargantua being the black hole mm-hmm. and how all these things could happen and how all these things are somewhat realistic. So my topic is things that you know are real or think are real um, that you've learned about in science, or whatever that you can't believe. Are real, mm. but like they're still like mind bending. And the you one, believe they're real. It's just impossible. You're just God. That's crazy. Like and, and or and, and more in this my example, it is real, but it's so mind bending that it's it's astonishing. And like, what are some of the things that you guys know to be true that are still that are so hard for you to accept or believe? Okay. And one of the things that I was thinking about was when they land on um, the water planet, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. Yeah, an awesome the planet scene. Where the, the, just the, giant waves going by, yeah. destroying everything. The planet, the planet is heavy gravity. Yeah, the pl- and the planet is covered in just a very thin layer of water, like they yep. can stand in it. And there's a, a perpetual tidal wave mm-hmm. going around the planet because as the planet revolves or it's rotating, but then it's revolving around Gargantua. Gargantua is consistently pulling, pulling it, just like it, our yeah. moon does with our wave, like with right. our with yeah. our um, tides. But the wave happens to be like two miles high, yeah. and it just never stops. And um, but the bigger thing that was crazy to me is that it's so close to the black hole mm-hmm. that 
it dilates time. So they're on yeah. the planet's surface for an hour, and they get back to the space station, and the guy there is 26 years older and has been waiting for them for 26 which, years by, when they were only on the planet's surface for an hour. Which, by the way, was one of those weird scenes where he's like, they they just come in, and they're like, hey, guy. Yeah. And he's like, it's been 26 years since you left. I almost killed myself. Almost. And they just like, all right, cool. Because he could have went into like cryo sleep or whatever, but he chose not to. Yeah. Um, and then he did all that science that ended up not being important anyway because you know they were lied to. But the, <laughs> but uh, so he just wasted all of this time. But well, that was one of the things where I was like, holy, like because I've 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 read a lot about time travel and time dilation stuff, so, I and it's really interesting. Obviously, the qu- the quicker you go, the more time slows down. And they were talking about experiments. Kip Thorne talks about in his book experiments that were done at Harvard, where they would shoot lasers from like the top of a building to the bottom of a building, mm-hmm. and see how like uh, uh, and then examine them with atomic clocks, and found out that even um, being like on a, the top of a ten story building means time is going slower by like milliseconds. Uh, being on top of a ten story building, why is that? Because Less you're gravity. further away from the you're further away from the source of the gravity. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. You know, being like so, being in an airplane. If you were like always in an airplane, for instance, you would you were, you're aging slower. Yep, because you're constantly to like there's a mile high. Right, exactly. Yeah. So there's just all, so Kip Thorne goes into a lot of these things, but it was that specific thing that happened with the time dilation where I was like, holy shit! You're with them like almost in real time on the planet, mm-hmm. and in real time, 26 years had passed for that other person, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> You know, like, that's totally real. That's real science. Einstein talked all about, about this, you know, in the let's, 1920s. Let's take a step back, because this is, that was going to be my answer, which is, like, I don't understand that concept of, like, time Theory being relative, yeah. right? How, why does that work that way? And specifically, they talk about that when you're, when you're talking about faster than light travel as well, right? Yeah. The closer you get to light, the, 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 the time differential between the ship traveling and people back on Earth is going to be completely ridiculous, right? They said, like, I think... Uh, I forget what it was. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not even going to try to guess the stats. But 70 years could easily be like what one year or something. If you're, if you're what, what, what is it? What? Let's let's not get into that. And, and well, no, it depends. Like if you you can't travel faster than light. So if you're traveling, yeah. if you're traveling, if you're traveling at just, close at, to the speed of light, if you're traveling though. almost to the speed of light, time is almost not passing. Right. So literally, if you're if you were traveling at the speed of light, time would stand. Time still. stands still technically. I think right. So one year on Earth would yes. be one second for you basically yeah and that's what they were always saying that's why cryosleep was such an interesting solution and something to go into interstellar is the entire idea that if we were going to do interstellar travel even not through a wormhole but just leave the solar system and then go to another mm-hmm. star like vega or something one of these close by stars we'd have to be gone we'd be gone for tens of thousands of years yeah but millions of years might pass on earth by the time we get back yeah because of the speeds in which we're traveling so that was the thing where i was like it's like, why... I've always known that to be true, and I'm like, what the fuck? So let's take a step back. What explain that to me too? Because I understand the concept of like if you were to tell me Kevin is, you know, what are you, five six, five seven? Five, six. Kevin's five six. I'm like, okay, cool, I can memorize that fact. I don't know what caused him to be five six though. What causes that? How how does that I mean I perhaps I'm asking you guys to explain the theory of rel- relativity. Yeah. <laughs> which might be a longer discussion than 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 we need because well, I'm sure they teach entire classes about the subject. But what 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 is the science behind relativity? Well I'm probably gonna butcher this entire You're gonna get it better than me though. Um so basically large gravitational objects that create large gravitational poles screws up the space time fabric. Okay. And what it does is like because of the large gravitational pull um I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. The how do they describe it in the movie? They t- they fold over a piece of paper, yeah, and explain that 
if if this happens, then. Um, well, here's here's the here's the best example I can think of, and this is how it was explained to me when I was a kid. Right. You take a, and they actually Kip Thorne actually explained this in a similar way. You take a piece of rubber, right, and mm-hmm. you expand it into a room, and then you place a ball in the middle of it, right. The ball is going to sag the rubber in the middle, and so the fabric of space time is a straight line, right. And when when time is traveling and then goes into one of these wells, these gravity wells that like Earth or the Sun or whatever creates, time dips, and so when you go into a black hole. Which, it, like, you can't even see through, and nothing can escape, including information, light, or time. Right. You can't even see into them because nothing escapes. Once so you cross it the event horizon, stops everything. Exactly. Once you get to, like, once you cross the event horizon, it's it. That's why you can't see into a black hole because there are things there, possibly, but you can't, nothing escapes. Nothing. Right. And, so, and, and it's because it's even because Greg the black Zigo hole couldn't get out of the black hole. Well, it's, yes, thank you, Nick. But it's, it's because, it's because the, the rubber, like, is being bent just a little bit by the planet, but right. by the black hole, it's like a hole. Like everything just goes into it and it's gone. So, but you know? that's that's like, the that's, thing a, because... that's a, a decent way to explain yeah, yeah, yeah. To explain how gravity affects time. Right? But time yeah. is not a physical thing, like a particle of light. No, but it's a dimension. Yes. Good lord, I am so lost right now. <laughs> Did you see what I'm saying? Holy shit! Did you see this movie? Yeah. Okay. That's where it's hard. It for was me a to, plot point to me. It's like, I oh, he's, old, movie, he's I old because of time. No, but that's like everything <laughs> to the movie. Like that's like the most important scientific theory in that entire movie. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they explain that they could have gone to more... They had, like, 12 planets they could have gone to, but it was literally time and the relation of those planets to the black hole that meant that they couldn't go to all of them because they understood. Like, they explain that they even are traveling away from the black hole as far as possible to to minimize time dilation. Right. Because they could have made it easier and done it faster, but they knew that once they were on the surface of the planet, time was passing seven times quicker or something like that. So... That's yeah. crazy, neat, but th- but that's that's where I I have so I guess this is where my brain breaks down, right? Is that you say like like why did he physically age more than the people that were on the planet below him? Like what is there is there a slowdown in their cell decomposition? Oh no, well no, no, no he's living the twenty six years and they're li- the time isn't moving as quickly. So for again, them down there. So but that that's where my brain does like the like black hole is warping time. Yeah, theory is relative to the planet that you're on. So what do we define a day as? Well, I, I get that hours. part, but like it's it's just so fucking nuts for me that that's like, exactly the point I'm making. That's so <laughs> like, like I get why it should work. I get that it works. I just don't understand physically how like I can be over here and you can be over here, and I you will your cells will have aged twenty six years, and mine will have aged one hour. Does that make sense? Like. I, I understand the physics behind it. I understand the science behind it. I just – there's still that connect where I'm like – and maybe perhaps science really hasn't figured out exactly what causes it either. It's just that like – it just I get like right here and then it just kind of goes over this Well, that's way, the point I'm making like, is that I'm sure there are people that know, know science way better than I am that are like cringing because no. of the way I explained it. But that's basically how like I understand it or whatever. Right. And and it's 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 not so much that I – like that's what I'm saying. I don't understand the mathematical proof. I understand that it's true. Right. Because there are people way smarter than me that tell, tell me it's true. But and, brain, and, but, all, and it's just and – I'm, but I'm, I, I'm with you. I'm like, how the fuck is that possible? How is that possible? Well, it's yeah. weird because when you just explained it, your answer was gravity. Why is time different? Because gravity. And I just go, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's good the answer. Enough, that's good what I'm looking for. for me. Because what the fuck gra- does that mean? Gravitational pull. Because, that's the only. That's the only way that I think like, about it. I'm just gonna answer any question for well, the rest of my life with, "Oh, because the gravitational." Because pull. the argument in Interstellar, I think, is that the unit, like, one of the questions that people ask about the Big Bang is like, where, where did the Big Bang go? We all, we know the Big Bang happened because of the redshift and all this kind of stuff, but like, and everything. Because right, we can see the other. universe expand, right? Exactly, like, but correct. like, why? And we can see the remnants of it too. Right. But where is Greg it going? 
And that was one of the questions that they answer is that I think they call it hyperspace, which is another dimension where like the universe is expanding into a different dimension and it's actually curving so that when you curve the piece of paper in the wormhole, you're curving it towards each other so you can get to a a place far away Mm -hmm. quickly, but you're going through like another space, which is like this other hyperspace like fifth dimension I kind of see thing. This movie. <laughs> so, oh no, it's. I mean, the movie is. Is by the way, I I thought it was brilliant. There's a lot of science in it that you're like, it, it's one of those films, and I think you had the reaction to this too, where you were like, there there are a couple of huh moments where I'm like, hey, can you spend maybe another 20 minutes explaining that to me? But they just physically can't. I'm just happy they did so much they didn't in the movie, to. right? The like, movie was already an hour longer than it was. It, it needed was, to be because to be, yeah. of yeah. them having exposition. They have exposition. Right, um, not the least of which was by Anne Hathaway, where you were like, "Man, I'll watch her talk about anything; doesn't matter." Um, but yeah, there's that. But then there's also the concept of gravity as well. That that's that's another like I understand gravity. I get that that's caused by gravity. I don't know why. I don't know why bigger masses have more gravity, or and I'm sure that can be easily explained. Because it's but bending, that, it's bending space, it's bending the fabric of space more. That's the point. Because is that, like, it's a taking gas up giant, more space. Not necessarily no, because because uh, because a black hole, like a neutron star, is, the, is like uh, like some of the densest stuff in the universe, and it's yeah. nothing. It's really tiny. This is fucking bullshit. So why time and space? Because gravity. Why gravity? Because time and space. Well, black holes. Not I'm, not a, I'm not explaining it very well. Science yeah. is lies. Well, I mean, black holes are the most densest objects. Because it sucks everything in and just makes a really dense ball. Black holes. I mean, that can that well, yeah, be my answer? What yeah. the fuck? Black holes can be your answer. I think the answer for everybody is this: is, is the same thing Colin brought up. Because no one can explain it and everybody's like, I don't understand. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, that's, that makes no... I mean, there's such simpler things that I don't understand. Like, just magnets. They blow my mind. <laughs> like, how the fuck that shit works. That's a little bit easier to explain. I'm not going to try, but it's a little yeah. easier to explain. That yeah, has that's to do with positive and with negatively that. charged Insane Clown Posse, right, who put out that song. And everybody's like, how do they work? And everybody's like, what a bunch of idiots. It's like, how do magnets work? And everybody's like, don't worry about it. Same reason, <laughs> why, same reason why everyone's always like this. Why is this, the sky blue? And I'm like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, I don't I'm like, know. Uh, the refraction of the atmosphere. Um there's that, but then there's also the concept of when I, when I watched uh, Cosmos, they talk about the, the new one, everything, yeah, the one with Neil deGrasse Tyson, not um, Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan's that was a little too hard for me to get into. It's a little dated, brilliant, but dated because he's like this. It's Carl like, Sagan's my dude. What made the universe? And he's just him, like in a grassy mill with no no pants on. He's just like, I'm Carl Sagan. I'll tell you why I'm not wearing pants. Gravity after this break. Black holes. No. Um, <laughs> They talk about the formation of what's happening in a star, right, and how how there's so much uh, uh, nuclear fission happening that, like, particles, atoms uh, at a a subatomic level are being crammed together to make new elements, right? And Mm -hmm. that's how we find all the elements because the – Whatever, up to when, iron. Up to iron, right? And then once iron happens, it stops. Then it explodes, explodes right? And then you get Almost everything instantaneous, else. right? Which you get everything else. That blows me away. I don't understand. It breaks my brain that you can have something that – Specifically, you guys are talking about the neutron star, right? Which was was the neutron star? Which one was the small, the most densest, the smallest, but it's still the most the A neutron heaviest. star is an exploded star that didn't go nova, right? So I think that it's... Maybe let's talk about the... We'll take the black hole. Yeah, the black hole would be... The black hole is a supermassive star. It, that, it, yeah. it, science, it breaks my brain that the concept of density, that's another one that kills me, is that... I'm so used to seeing objects relative to their weight, right? So I know that Kevin probably weighs a specific amount. I know I can probably guess his weight. I know I can guess your weight. But then the the, the concept of having, uh, you know, a marble that might weigh a metric ton because how, of how dense it is. But I just – my brain can't process that, right? Because I know a ton to me is like a car or 
uh, uh, you know, a pound is supposed to be look like this weight. That's about a pound. But like being able to have something that's, you know, the size of a pinprick, that's a pound. Blows me away. But that's possible, right? Yeah. No, I mean, the big, <laughs> the big Bang 13 and a half billion years ago, whatever it was, you know, everything in the universe. Right. <laughs> that's nuts. You know, coming in, from in, one point. In one point. Yeah. That's why it exploded. That's crazy. But that's presumably. Um, I don't know. It was just it, Interstellar was full of really fascinating stuff to me that, you know, some of it I know, some of it I, I think I know and I can't explain well, which is probably that entire thing with gravity. Mm-hmm. But but e- even like the wormhole stuff, mm-hmm. which creates all sorts of plot points that we're not going to get into because I don't want to spoil it that much. Yeah, I was going to say, what was what was the most unbelievable part of you of the movie for you, though? I mean, that's obvious. No, I don't yeah. mean I don't mean I don't mean from a I don't understand how any of this shit's working. I mean, like a, it's what broke? What was the one where you're like this? That, I don't know if that's necessarily I, how I mean, that would that's work. I think those two go hand in hand. Yeah. The, are you talking about the library? Yeah, yeah. no shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one yeah, thing that's that, like, that, that really no, me. this is bullshit. Like, okay, the well, science. Spoiling. Do I understand the science? Spoiler, so we can no, talk about I do not understand the science. Do I understand the actually, plot? He actually started off with like, we're going to spoil some of the science, and now you want to go right, right okay, into the story. Fair enough, fair enough. But it's like, from a plot, that movie, I was right there with him. It's just like, oh, time, like they straight up say, Time's going to be different for this guy than this guy because science. And I'm like, okay, cool. I believe you. That's the plot. Like, whether or not the science is accurate, I don't care. It's a fucking movie. But then that shit was just like, ah, no, that's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, Kip Thorne argues that, and maybe because he's the guy who helped make it in mm-hmm. terms of science says that it's pretty much all solid and then you read things from they pay, it's because they paid a million dollars and then you see some people that talk about it and are like there's a lot of things wrong with it and one of the big things that people find wrong with it is actually what's happening on earth which i think is one of the one of the funniest things is that there's all this extraordinary interstellar travel going on in the mm-hmm. movie and all you're going through a wormhole next to saturn that someone fucking put there right then you're you're in another galaxy and there's 12 planets and a fucking black hole called gargantua and all these kinds of things and they're like no, no no that's not the problem the problem is that the earth wouldn't end this quickly that was like that was like what a lot of water that was the bad science like some of the bad science apparently was that like oxygen wouldn't deplete for millions of years even if like all these crops failed that uh you can't blights don't jump from crop to crop like that either like mm-hmm. that's not that doesn't happen and it wouldn't happen at a rapid pace like that. They were saying. So I was reading a lot That's of like, weird. I was reading a lot of weird science where they're like, the science up there seems pretty sound. The science, you know, Earth. it's all hypothetical. The science down here, we got some problems. Is a little more questionable. And I was like, That's interesting. So you're telling me that Matthew McConaughey can't hack into a drone that the drone that's flying in the air. He can't do that. I like that whole thing. With the vacuum cleaner thing? Yeah, this is like the with bigger, his weird vacuum. The bigger question to me, like, and, and it's I want to read more about Nolan's like idea for this universe is like there's I, I this is a spoiler. I mean, people hopefully you're not watching at this point if you really want to see Interstellar. No. But there's they know. Don't touch me. There's a it scene takes. where the Yankees are playing. Yeah. But it's like some Bush League bullshit Yankee team in front of like twenty, you know, two, you know, two hundred people or something like that. Right. And my bigger question about Interstellar is like, what the fuck happened to the planet? Like, where is everyone? How many people are left? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, was there a war and famine and all these kinds of things? There's a lot of unanswered questions about how they got to that point because it seems like more sudden than it really was. I think in the war, of the right? Movie. We're not, and we're not dealing with post-apocalyptic, right? This is sort of like it's pre-apocalyptic. It's pre-apocalyptic, but it's not. It's a society that's declining, On but it's, it has not declined 100, percent right? And so they say, if you haven't seen Interstellar and you're like, what the hell are you guys talking about? Maybe pause this, watch the movie, and come back because you'll find this conversation fascinating, if not intriguing. Um, but it's it's similar to like Road Warrior, right? Where it's like society's breaking down. They say that this is the last generation. Like uh, uh, Michael Caine has that line where he's like, "If you don't do something about this right now, like your daughter's generation will be the last generation on Earth." 
Like, that's it. And you're like, whoa, that's pretty severe. Whoa, it seems like at that, at that point, though, <laughs> it's already too late. Like, if, if it's literally we're at the last, like, the second to last generation, we're kind of screwed, right? But that, I guess, is reason enough for someone to want to uh, jet themselves into a wormhole. <laughs> Colin doesn't even need a reason. He'd jet into a wormhole. Would you right go now? into a wormhole if, you, if, if there was a ship that allowed it? Would you do it? Knowing that you'd probably be torn to pieces and compressed to the size of nothing? It would be an incredible... I mean, them, them going through the wormhole was an awesome experience, like, to watch. That was cool. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've always, I've, I'm so fascinated, but I've always been so fascinated by astronomy and space travel and all those kinds of things that, I don't know, man. Like, there's a lot of things I would do. Always go in the wormhole. You would know, you, like, I forget, where, where, do you, where do you sit on uh, being the, the guy that would go to Mars? Oh, the one-way trip? Yeah. I don't think I would, I, I think, if I was an old man, mm-hmm. I would probably do it. Like 60? Maybe a little older, yeah. 70? You yeah, probably, you probably wouldn't it. pass the physical requirements. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's the, problem. the problem. I mean, like, to be the first person to step on Mars mm-hmm. is pretty impressive. I would, I would like this, too. I'd be like... Okay, we're on Mars. We just landed, and then I would throw something. But like, what's that? And then I would, because I'd be goddamn if we went all that way, and I wasn't the first motherfucker to step foot on that red planet. But then you accidentally trip and fall. No, you accidentally throw a window, and then the, the spacecraft decompresses, and you all die. We went all this way, Scarpedo. It's, it's, a, it's a twilight. That's like a Twilight Zone episode. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Um, I don't know. So that was like that. I just wanted to talk about that, and I yeah. guess we all kind of agree that maybe those are some of the biggest questions we have, or some of the I don't know, because that that movie was mind blowing. You know, I really had so much that I wanted to read a lot about it afterwards because I was like, this is, and some of the stuff I know about already, I know about mm-hmm. black holes, I know about, you know, time dilation and stuff like that, at least in a, in a rudimentary way, but I want to read more about it. Yeah. It's so, physics is so fucked up that I can't believe anyone studies it and like actually comprehends it and then figures these things out with mathematical proofs, you mm-hmm. know, because, because Einstein predicted a black hole long before we were ever able to really observe, observe one. And we're not really still sure if we've really ever observed one. We think one's at the uh, super massive gargantual, like, black holes at the center of the galaxy for instance but you can't see them you can see out. their effect on other things right yeah. that's how they judge it right because they see light literally bending or disappearing right it's the same thing of like how you know a supernova happened in a certain place millions or billions of years ago is because you can just see the remnants of it yeah, you mm-hmm. track the, the sort of outward particle so it's just like i don't know i'm fascinated by that that right. how smart people are man it goes back to what i was saying uh james in the beginning where it's just like there's just these left brain people man are revolutionizing everything mm-hmm. you know everything and it's it's awesome and so Interstellar was cool. People should go see it. I'm sure most of you have already, since you're way cooler than I am. Yeah, it's it's you know the the one thing I'm I'm disappointed with uh, in your situation, Colin, is that you didn't see it in IMAX. Oh fuck off with this! Uh, that going back demand, to our, it's the future. No nah, man, Interstellar really was an experience. It actually movie. was. It was films. Parts of the film specifically were were uh, filmed in IMAX for a dramatic purpose, like. Uh, and this is not really spoiling because everyone knows that he leaves his daughter behind. You can see it in the trailer. There's a fucking amazing scene. And I watched this with my wife, um, who obviously is, has a good close relationship with her father. And there's a great scene where he's like, I think her name's Merv or Marv? Murph. Murph. He's like, Murph, we got to solve this right now because I got to go. And she she refuses to talk to him, right? She's lying in bed and he's like, I got to go. Like, we have to, you have to be okay with me leaving right now. And she doesn't say anything. And then he gets in his truck and there's this amazing shot where the camera's on this fender driving away and you see her run out of the house to say goodbye, but she misses her chance. And it's like 
the second it goes to that fender shot, it takes up the entire 70 foot screen and that fucking music, that like crazy organic synth, synth like it's I, I think it's an actual organ. I don't think it was synth yeah, at all. That's I what... think it was a real organ, like wow, and yeah. you're just blasted with this huge image of this little girl running out of her house after her father, and that's all you get. And you're like, you can't get that. I don't care how good your TV is, you cannot get that on a 60 inch TV. You fucked up, no one putting it in there because everybody watches it on their it TV. Was beautiful. Huh? So be- and the shot. Masterpiece looks like a fucking pile of garbage. Sh- the shot where the, the the ship is leaving the atmosphere and it's yeah. blowing out the like each each rocket's like like coming off of it as it kind of jettisons out of the stratosphere. It's so beautiful. So beautiful. I'll make you even angry. I'm probably gonna watch it tomorrow on my iPad on the plane. <laughs> so fuck you, movie makers. I, Tim, you, what's your topic? I'm just glad you're watching movies, Greg. I uh, again, this, is, this is gonna be the third walk to a topic that we've had today. Good. So here's Wait, my, my I hate story. To do this, but can I, I gotta go to the bathroom. Tim, your topic. Okay, it's gonna be another walk in one. Not, not Christopher oh, Walker. It's fine. Oh, What's yeah. the topic? Him. All right. So last night, <laughs> uh, I was with my girlfriend, and we were driving from my house to her house, which means we had to drive down 19th Avenue. Yeah. 19th Avenue is not a highway, oh, but it's, it's like worst. it's kind of like a how would you how would you guys describe it? It's a three lane. It's just a really big road. There's no you're not allowed to really like like turn left on it. So it's like it's kind of it's one of the roads in San Francisco that's designed for driving down and going through quickly. For the record, yeah. it's six lanes. You can't. You count all the lanes, not three lanes. Not Sorry, three. it's three lanes per direction. <laughs> One lane got hosed. Just, like, just, I'm not being a yeah, jerk. I'm no, just no, trying no, to okay, clarify. Okay, so it's, wait, it's, wait, wait, wait. I gotta stop you just for a second. That's not how you describe a, a highway. You don't count a two lane highway on a. You say the highway. The highway's five lanes. It's in. It's in inferred that it's it's one side of the highway. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's valid. Okay. I don't know. I just I've didn't want you to be attacked for no that. reason. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, amazing. I would describe it as a three lane street. Okay. Anyways, um, so it's three lanes, and you just kind of go down. I've driven down this road my entire life, or at least in, whether I was on a bus or not. For the people that are giving me shit, so. Driving down this goddamn street. Who's giving you shit over there? He's just preemptive. The, the, the audience. I'm sure there's going to be somebody like, oh, you've been driving She's since you were born. She's shit. She's fine. Oh, hey. Hello. James's girlfriend's over there. <laughs> James's girlfriend. His girlfriend. All right. So, <laughs> we're driving, and um, it's it's nighttime, and then all of a sudden, I just hear this, vroom, vroom, this fucking car just starts going crazy and, like, zigzagging in and bing, out of stuff. Bing, and, uh, bing, yeah. Bing, so, instantly, bing, like, bing, me and Gia, or, yeah, me and my girlfriend, we're talking, and we're just like, hey, so... That's, we're in Fast and Furious right now. Like, this is happening. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted this. Took about two seconds for me to be like, I've never wanted this. I want out. I want out right now. Because this guy was just zigzagging between everything. And we're like, all right, he's going to be gone. We're going to be good. But the problem with 19th Avenue is if you don't hit it at the exact right time to get all green mm-hmm. lights, you're just going to keep hitting reds. And this guy and us were stuck in that. Then all of a sudden, he starts racing some motherfucker. So there's two cars racing down 19th, getting stuck in every red light because there's too many cars in front of them, so they can't zigzag that fast. Mm-hmm. So now I'm stuck, literally in Han's death scene in Tokyo oh Drift, my God. Oh, and I'm worst. just like, "Holy crap!" And it went from super cool to super scary. Then a third car got involved, mm-hmm. and that is when I was like, "I'm fucking done." Yeah, because that car, we're like, "Is this really happening right now?" And I look over, the car's license plate was Daihan was <laughs> it was like 11L a capital LL11LL whatever so it's like it all looked or not capital um, capital I is what I meant to say to just like um confuse cops 
Oh, interesting. Smart. And I was like, he's fucking like legit racer. This is some crazy it's shit. Racer X right there. Yeah, it was clever. It was fucking clever. scary, man. I was just like, damn, we are going to die. We didn't die, but eventually we, uh, when we got towards her house, we just saw a shit ton of cop lights. And just uh, two of the dudes were like pulled over. But no shit. Fucking 1-1-1. One, one, one 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 one. He got away. He got away. He's out there somewhere. Like it was either 1-1-1-1, one, 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 LLLLL, or some combination of that and eyes. Yeah. That's it. Oh, that guy. But then again, it's like. I, I was thinking about this a lot. It's like, that's a good idea, but it's also, I feel like you're going to get pulled over before you even do anything wrong because you're an asshole. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, okay. That's a very unnecessary story that I just felt the need to say. <laughs> now, to my, say my topic, topic is, is groceries. <laughs> <laughs> so, we drove to her house, which now it's the segue to this. Right. I go into her house and I look down and she has the, the Kim Kardashian selfie book. Mm. And I was like, okay, interesting. And then... It was a, a present for her little sister who's just graduating high school. She got her that, and she got her some poetry books. So it's like a little bit of, you know. Sweet and sour. High yes, art and the, the sweet and sour. Exactly. It's just like, it, it was a, it's symbolic of graduating high school. So I'll start looking at this book because. The poetry book being. or the Kim Kardashian? <laughs> Never mind, I know the answer. Exactly, right? Exactly, right? So I'm looking at it. And literally all it is is it's a book of her selfies. Have you guys heard about this? No. no I'm Really? Oh, man. Okay. Um, Sorry to offend you. She released a book <laughs> that's just her selfies, and I started skimming through it. And it's like they got—they're all there. Like the, the the leaked naked pictures. She fucking was like, "I'm fucking making money off of this." Mm-hmm. All the black pages are, are like the fun ones. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. There's a shit ton of selfies in this book, and I'm looking through. I'm like, this is not interesting <laughs> at all. Instantly thought, me and Nick need to sell a selfie book. Mm-hmm. That's going to be one of my goals is to sell a selfie book. This is fucking genius. Then I was like, wait a minute. We can make an audio book of our selfie book. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And I was like, we should make an audio book of the Kim Kardashian selfie book Mm -hmm. where we just describe to people each picture. Yeah. This is, oh my God, this is the best fucking idea ever. So my topic is, what are the worst ideas you've ever had? (laughs) That's a great transition. (laughs) (laughs) What did the racing have to do with any of that? I thought. Getting to the house. Like it seemed like the racing story could have led to this exact same topic. What? Because well, it was a bad decision for that guy to do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Hmm. Are you going to do this Kim Kardashian video? I don't know. I mean, it's so now it's less about doing that because you know I've I've slept about over the idea. I've thought about it a bit, and I've decided maybe it's not the best idea. I don't know. You and Nick are reading through like again, the it, camera on you, and you have the book, and you describe what you're it seeing. Is, it is, so it remi- like, like a reminded story. Me, what am I steal this book? Because I'm not paying for it. I'm not buying this book. We gotta steal it. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite um, YouTube videos is by Team Genius. These like old school YouTube dudes, and one dude sitting on a couch, and the other guy's reading a Batman comic, and he's like, "Oh fuck, I wish I could read it." He's like, "Oh, sorry, I only got one. Hey, I'll read aloud." <laughs> so he reads the comic book aloud, which doesn't work because there's pictures. Portillo. God damn it. <laughs> Almost took the whole, the whole thing down. He took the entire matrix with him almost just now. But uh, he sits there and he describes each panel. He's like, yeah, and then and then there's a shadowy figure that drops. Oh, oh, oh next panel. It's the Batman. It is the Batman. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, if we did that, I think it'd be it'd be good. It'd be funny. But what I really want to do is sell a selfie book of us. I really oh, want it to be a bedtime story. Like, I think it would a be bedtime really, yeah. story told by selfies. I just want us to. Get on a New York Times bestseller list. Oh, I definitely want that. And uh, just the selfie book isn't the one that's going to do it. Okay, I think it might be, and it's going to be social commentary. Is this Kim Kardashian book on the bestseller list? I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Okay, she has a lot of. Fans. How old is that? How old is it? 
I've never heard of it though. That's the craziest thing. You really haven't heard of it? You? I am surprised. I don't know shit about this. I'm I'm gonna call my wife. Literally gonna call my wife when we leave this table. This table, uh, and be like, "Why didn't you tell me about this? You're fired." Yeah. Wow. Fired is your wife. Uh, go fuck yourself. I'm taking half your money. I'm like, no, 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 I love you so much. Yeah. You're like, half zero, so still much. zero. Yeah. You can't take quick. half anything. Like, I got half cut. Anyway, so this is our worst decisions? What are Not bad decisions. It's uh, like, what ideas. are bad ideas? Yeah. I guess the topic is more just ideas. Are there ideas that you've had, whether they're good or bad, that you're like? Last weekend, mm-hmm. I was around a couple friends, and the father and the kid all had man buns. And I thought for one second, Maybe I should grow a man bud. (laughs) (laughs) But I dismissed that idea pretty quickly. Because you have to actually have, like, pretty full hair for that even to be pulled off. You can't have a receding hairline and have a man bun. I just don't think it's going to work. There was a time where I had a steady job. And three of my friends were like, we should quit. And make <laughs> yeah. YouTube videos all day. And I'm like, that's a good idea. Yeah. You're like, I'm sure we won't run out of topics for the one podcast we do. Yeah. Um, I, I wore like jean it. shorts all the way through college. Yeah, that's... Oh, I did too. We got to bring out some oh, more pictures shorts. at some point. Oh, they, did they get any better than the ones that we showed already? I showed pretty much the... I think I think the gems. The one where you look like Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, somebody tried to insult me. I've never told this story on the air. Somebody tried to insult me once, but oh, you look like Rosie O'Donnell. When this is a photo I put up or whatever. I'm like, I don't care. I love at Rosie. And at Rosie followed me, so you can all go fuck yourself. I'm getting followed by Rosie O'Donnell. What are you doing with your life? I hope your kids and wife are cool. by Ellen. <laughs> or um, Ricky Lake. Or Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake's hot. Ricky Lake was hot. Because remember, remember Ricky Lake was an actress. Yep. Before she had Before she had her show, mm-hmm. and she was, like, somewhat obese and stuff like that. And she was, like, right? And yeah, then yeah, she, yeah. And hairspray, then, hairspray. Yeah, hairspray. That's a good example. And then she was, like, you know, really lovable, kind of nice actress. And then she had her show, and she, like, I don't know if she had surgery or just slimmed down. I want to say she did do the gastric bypass. Because because ca- oh, uh, Carney Wilson also did the gastric, right, gastric right, right. And she also had a show. Yeah, But, that's right. but Ricky right. Lake Jesus. had her show in the 90s. I used to love Ricky Lake. Because my mom used to love it. I used to watch it with her when she was like folding laundry or whatever she was doing. And uh, Ricky Lake was special, but then Ricky Lake disappeared off the face of the planet. We never saw her again. I think she made her money in rain. Yeah. I I often wonder about that. I do. Ricky Lake? No, just about (laughs) celebrities. At least once a day. I mean, obviously, there's a a number of reasons why celebrities kind of fade out of of mainstream culture, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, specifically, I was thinking about Christian Slater the other day because he's kind of making a comeback. I was thinking about it because I'm reading Queen, Queen of the Damned for no reason. Like I said, I just found a copy of it outside of my apartment. I'm like, I'll read this. Never read a Vampire Chronicles book. Maybe you've seen Interview with a Vampire twice. So I kind of have a little bit great of... Great movie. Great movie, but there's three books in between that and Queen of the Damned. So I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but I'm keeping reading it. Anyway, his character comes back in that. And I'm like, what happened to Christian Slater, right? Like, Because he, he went away for a while. And now he's on like Archer and he's on two or three other TV shows and stuff like that. He kept, he was one of those guys who had a bunch of different shows like pop up on ABC or NBC and then just get canceled. Yeah, but that was recently. That was in the last like five years. What happened between like his last big hit? Like, pump, pump up the volume, <laughs> right? And then like... There's like a 10-year gap. Was it substance abuse? Was it like, could he just really not get a gig? I, ha- I find it hard to believe that Christian Slater wasn't getting I gigs. think some people just want to stop working. I mean, like, I think that, like, Ricky Lake's a good example. Who the hell knows what really happened yeah, with Ricky really Lake? Happened? But I don't know. Ricky Lake had a talk show for eight years. She probably made $15, 20000000 million plus. And, and then you're like, all right. I'm done. Maybe you she's know, like, like I'm going to be a mom. I'm going to have kids and just hang out. Yeah, like I feel I like I, 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 I think there that. are people that grind and like like to work, like like to work, like like to act, like to do all those things. And then I think there are guys that you see come and go, and they're like, I'm fine. Like it remind. I always talk about this uh-huh. just with um, Greg McElroy, who was a Jets uh, Jets quarterback. Um, he only played in like one game, and he was only on the Jets for like two years, and then, and he was 24. And he's like, I'm done. 
You know, and I think we talked about this on the show. Yeah. He's like, he got his eight hundred thousand dollars or whatever, and he doesn't want to. He knows he's never going to play. He's probably going to get cut at some point, so he retired. And he took his money. And he's just like, I'm done now, and I'm going to go do something else, like start a business or whatever. So yeah. I think that people do that in all walks of life, you know. And and I think it's just easier for an actor. Like Christian Slater made millions of dollars. Like maybe Christian Slater doesn't really need to work. No. And after his highly publicized brushes with the law, Slater's standing as a major movie star began to fade. This is in 2000. You're going with this in 2000. Slater married Ryan Hayden. Haddon? Haddon. The daughter of the 70s model, somebody we don't know. The couple had two children. It's great. Nobody cares. In 2003, Haddon was arrested for assaulting Slater at a Hard Rock Cafe while on a trip in Las Vegas. Why were they at a Hard Rock Cafe? Haddon That's why they Hard Rock Cafes anymore. Haddon allegedly <laughs> threw a glass bottle and gashed Slater's neck open. Oh. Slater had to get 20 stitches in his neck. They announced their separation. Da da da. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't say that he really did yeah, anything. That's wrong, why it's weird. He might, he might oh, just here's, here's his arrests and convictions. Okay, there we go. Yeah, he's got a whole bunch. 89, 94, 97. That's when he was still big, though. So, oh, so 2005 is when... What was the 2005 one? 2005, Slater was arrested in Manhattan, New York, after he allegedly sexually harassed a woman on the street. A video of Slater being arrested was recorded and shown on television. Slater was charged with third-degree sexual abuse and was held at the 19th precinct in Manhattan. Charges were later dropped on the condition that Slater kept out of trouble for six months. So Only for six months. Go ahead and do something in seven months. Right. Well, Your month is like, six months, one day, you're good. Um, so that's probably substance abuse. It's that the point. traditional thing where he didn't stop making movies. You stopped watching him for some reason, but there his career. He has a <laughs> he has a couple movies a year here. Got, well, no, but that's what I'm saying is like, oh, I guess that's true. I guess that it's all relative because now that like Netflix is, is things like Netflix and Amazon Prime and all these these video services are like proliferating. You're starting to see where I'm, I saw a movie the other day. I was like, when the fuck did Bruce Willis, uh, uh, uh John, like or not John Lithgow, like Bruce Willis, uh, Morgan Freeman. And, and who's the guy from Gross Point Blank? Um, John Cusack. John Cusack. John Cusack's in like 50 movies a year. I'm like, when did they do a movie together? And it's just on. You start watching, you're like, oh, this is terrible. That's why I never got in theaters. <laughs> yeah. But these guys do like Morgan Freeman and Bruce Willis do a ton of movies. But when's the, what's the last Bruce Willis movie you saw in the theaters? Unbreakable. Oh. Unbreakable. Maybe G.I. Joe 2. If you can call that a movie. <laughs> if you can call that a movie. movie. Um, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't. Yeah, but it's pretty fascinating. But like in terms of Ricky, like, yeah, it would be fascinating to be like what like what happened. Because nine out of ten times it's probably, hey, I was super rich and Greg's going back to Wikipedia. I was super rich and uh, I got into drugs and I had to cool out for like a decade. And then now I'm trying to mount a comeback, right? I just think it's more like I just I just feel like if you're in a situation like that you and you're just financially smart, you could just hit a few movies and, you know, get some points on maybe some of those movies mm-hmm. and just be done. Yeah. yeah, and maybe you just don't love the acting that much. That's that's true, and that's and my wife has said that. Where my wife grew up in L.A. and she was she worked for a very popular dance troupe, so she's been in films. And I often asked her, I'm like, why did you quit? And she's like, well, you know, I worked in Hollywood as a dancer in on TV and film for the better part of like ten years. And she's like, and after a certain point, I just didn't want to do it anymore. It's hard on my body. It's hard going out on audition after audition and getting rejected or it's even harder when you get the job and it's fun, but nothing's fun after eighteen hours. Like everything you do ceases to be fun on the third day of a, of an eighteen hour day where you're like I can't see straight and I have to physically be on point fit like physically I have mm-hmm. to do something so she's like yeah I just got worn down my body just quit out on me and I'm like I get that so we're acting is probably the same thing if you're not like a huge celebrity I can understand why you're like I'm kind of done with this but like I don't know there's just a part of me that says if I if I hit that all important Ricky Lake status. You know, that's the goal. Yeah, Ricky, that, Ricky I, Ricky I would never let that go. Yeah. I, I think there was a, a, a film or a documentary. I can't remember what it, it's about. It's about bit actors, about guys like that you know or women that you oh, know yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but that you wouldn't be able to name them, but they're in like a bunch of movies, and they all live really well too. Like yeah. they've never had a leading role in anything. Oh no, and like they just do their thing, and they just make their money, and they bounce. For that's... the record, same thing with Ricky Lake. She just kept going. You just weren't watching. No, she just never did. Stuff. She did her show from '93 to 2004. Oh wow, I didn't know it was on that long. Yeah, and then 2006 to 10, 2010 or other projects. She mm-hmm. was. Uh, she went on to host uh, CBS's limited series Game Show Marathon, which recreated classic game shows with celebrity contestants. I I'm surprised you weren't a big fan. I would have been if I'd have known it was happening. I don't, I don't watch Channel Two from October the hours 2007. Of 1 Lake appeared in the late Lifetime movie Matters of Life and Dating. Yeah, so, but yeah. okay, if you're doing Lifetime movies, no, I'm not. I'm not batting. I'm not bashing Lifetime movies because my goal, to. hopefully, one day is that they make the kind of funny Lifetime movie, Ooh. and you get Harry Connick Jr. and you can be Rosie O'Donnell. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but that's not exactly mainstream, right? You're not doing Hairspray like with John Travolta, and it's not being released theatrically across five thousand screens. So like, well, there's something. What's that? She had a, in the re, in the recreation of Hairspray. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. She was with John Travolta, wasn't that as well? She was in Hairspray. Like she did that movie, but like, it's just it's weird to look at people's careers and go like, you you think that like, oh, you're an, you're a triple A actor or you're, you're an A list actor, you're gonna stay on top of the world forever, but it's just not the case. Like mm-hmm. Christian Slater in the eighty like late eighties and early nineties was the shit. Like, he's Christian Slater, man. Like you're like, oh, he's he's a he's a huge celebrity. He was in every magazine. Like he was dating like he dated every hot actress that was kind of. You know, you could tell had drug problems. Um, I guess that starts to answer my own question, ish. But you know, it's, it's just fascinating that people fade away a little bit. Uh, specifically, I was watching The Client the other day, and this is mm. another one where I was like, "Oh, this movie's great." What happened to Brad movie. Renfro? Remember Brad Renfro? He was in a couple movies, nope. and you're like, "This kid's awesome. He's a great actor." And I was like, "God, I'm, he must have just quit acting." No, it turns out he died of a heroin overdose. Damn. Mm. So there's that. Classic Brad Renfro. Classic Renfro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a good movie, though. Yeah, it's a good movie. What was the topic? The, it doesn't matter. That idea is bad. That idea slash Ricky Lake. That, 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 yeah, you just put Christian Slater. Christian Slater and Ricky, Lake. Slater and Ricky Lake's worst ideas is the topic. The put a picture of Carney Wilson on there too. Coming from the uh, tech standpoint, I get pitched a lot of ideas for like people to like help them or whatever it is. And uh, we have this game where we just combine random buzzwords and try to make apps out of it, mm. or say it's the blank for blank. Oh, so it'd be like it's like the Facebook for Uber. Uh-huh. Just like different companies. <laughs> it literally makes no sense. Yeah. No, but it sounds really. That sounds like a you know, but, every you... once in a while, though, right? That does make sense. Like, oh, it's the Airbnb for. I don't know. Uber. Uber. For Uber, yeah. yeah. I will say this. <laughs> Everything's Uber. The, the Facebook for Uber is actually kind of a genius idea, and here's why. I had my first experience the other day with Uber Pool. Now, I have taken Uber Pool before, but I've never been matched with someone that gave a fuck. You know, it was like the guy's like, hey, hey, that's it. We go. But when we were on the way to the live event rehearsal, I got an Uber Pool, and there was a girl there, and she, I could tell, was like quasi-interested. She was like, hey, where are you going? I'm, I'm so-and-so. Introduce yourself. We talked the entire way there. And so I like know a ton of stuff about this girl. I know where she works, how long she's yeah. been there, yeah. what she's doing, doing tonight. Yada yada yada. Like, Nick's getting a divorce. No, yada yada yada. My <laughs> wife left me. Um, but so that so a social media network no, I mean, specifically for that is hilarious. So that's a thing. That is, is that Uber really, yeah. Pool is used for dating. No, Uber Pool is one hundred percent used for dating. It's uh, not what but, it was made for. But also no. But there's there's an app that people. It's like misconnections specifically from Uber and Lyft and all that oh, stuff. That's so funny. That's and so funny. Beautiful. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Tim, that was a good topic. Thank you. So good it was sponsored. Loot Crate is ha- helping us I out pay the bills once again. Uh, you can head over to lootcrate.com slash KF and enter the code KF to save $3 on your new subscription. Of course, we do these unboxings every so often. Mm-hmm. We have them floating around. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the Loot Crate. It had yeah, a lot of cool things in it. They had a fucking badass Power Ranger shirt. Yeah. Oh, I really like it. Did you take it? 
Huh? Yeah, what is the next one? The next one is cyber. Cyber. And you know what cyber means? What's what, it mean? What, what comes next after Ooh. cyber? You know, uh, you know what I'm thinking, but what are you thinking, Craig? June's theme is cyber. This uh-huh. month, Loot Crate invites you to join the cyber revolution with an assortment of cool tech-themed... Hey, this is like you. Yeah. Like you. Tech-themed collectibles tech. from a wide array of awesome franchises. It's a self-aware singularity fuel. That sounds terrifying. Singularity <laughs> fuel celebration of all the robots, androids, cyborgs, and programs gone mad, bent on our annihilation. And the few who keep fighting the good fight to save us. That's oh, this weird. sounds like our nightmare. That's exactly what I was yeah. thinking after the word cyber. Oh, yeah. Well, so you're yeah, that center. was it. Okay, okay, great. Good to know that the singularity was immediately yeah. what jumped in. Okay, cool. Uh, they're going to have exclusive items from Terminator Genesis, Borderlands 2, and more, including an exclusive t-shirt you won't find anywhere else. So go to lootcrate.com slash KF and under the code KF to get three bucks off a new subscription. Thank you, Loot Crate, for continuing to help kind of funny grow. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is another episode of the Game Over Greg Show. Yeah. Uh, you trying to think <laughs> I blacked out. I blacked out. I have all the time. I blacked out for a second there. Uh, really James, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you. So for what's happening? You, you're working on the you're working on the forums. You've been working on the app. Yeah. Uh, big question: What's happening with the Android part? Yep. And when are we getting mods? That's what every everybody goddamn asks us. Mods takes two seconds. So right, we should get some mods right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just didn't know who to upgrade the accounts for, but uh, that'll Zyger. be done way before then. That was my bad. Um, we told him now. <laughs> Um, as far as the Android app goes, by the when is this airing? It'll go up on our Patreon on Friday. Friday, the Android app may be live by then. Hey, maybe live. We'll, Maybe's we'll, the key word. Maybe, hopefully. We're not promising you anything. Okay. Kevin um, says it looks good. He's the only one who cares about Android. Yeah. <laughs> this is all for Kevin. Except, of course, um, Kevin on his phone, he has to hack his own phone just to start it. That's, that's how bad his Android phone is. It's not. It's not bad. I hacked it. It's, it's stopped. It's rooted. It's, it's rooted. It's like rooted. a tree? Yeah, just like... But it's a phone. That's yeah, awesome. Are you still enjoying talking into your watch to send text messages? Okay, text messages okay, like good. this one. Hey, Greg, I forgot my Starbucks in your house. Keys cost up for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> then resends it. Hey, Greg, I forgot my Starbucks in your house. Keys cost up for me, please. Because <laughs> it sends it like five times. <laughs> so um, I like to imagine he did it again and it just said the exact same fucking thing. And you still had send with that. Yeah, thing. he's like, oh, I don't give a shit. Whatever. So you can get the the app right now if you get a real phone. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, no, it's works iPhone. on your iPad too. You bring it um, over there. So yeah, so we're working on that, and then we are got some other cool things we'll be working on. All right, yeah. great. Well, thank you so much for your help, James. Yeah, yeah thank you so much. A best friend. Of course. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being a best friend. Remember, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather around this table. You son of a bitch. I like getting you all out of the trap. Thank you for doing a giant <laughs> Venus flytrap for everyone that's listening at home. You went like this. Oh, I did the same thing. <laughs> Damn it. Or topic by topic, day by day on youtube.com slash kind of funny before we post the whole thing as a podcast and video for your amusement. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. I'm not sitting by Greg anymore. You've got nowhere to go. I'm not sitting by him anymore.